Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. This is Band from Ringside. Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, CM Punk is back in the main event at All Out. Uh, rumors abound. Braun Strowman, Bray Wyatt, Aleister Black, Malachi Black, Tommy End, whatever you want to call him. And we have predictions, 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 all kinds of predictions. Three pay-per-views this weekend and i do not call them previewing live live events because i do not work for that fucking company that and a whole bunch more tonight on the band for inside podcast i said that with authority i almost feel like rage against the machine should be coming on after you said something like that ditch that nine to five it's time to feel alive hello marks so welcome to the band for ringside podcast i i am your host as always bill vaggy aka swollen arenado and sitting directly <laughs> across from me we have jason cornelius bell what's going on jcb <laughs> oh, that's great! It's like every week it's a treat. I swear to God, I'm like I'm holding my head down. I'm like I don't want to look. I don't want to look. And then he says whatever the AKA is, and it's always a nice little belly chuckle of laughs. And on that, what we know, I'll ask the congregation to bow their heads as I read from the latest edition of the Band for Weekside Podcast, Volume Two Seventy Two, Chapter Three, Verse Fourteen. And the good smart says, hashtag Boo the heels. It's all good, baby. Listen, share, subscribe, repeat the Holy Trinity of BFR. I did. I was telling Bill when I got in, it wasn't Ice Cube. I had a good day, but it was a pretty goddamn good day. So I'm here to glad to be here, and we're gonna talk a shit ton of wrestling. And out there in our nation's beautiful scenic Pacific Northwest, we have somebody who's definitive, definitively not from Missouri, not from the Show Me State. We do not claim him. He is from <laughs> Illinois. We have Two Beer, Zach Pullman. What's going on, Two what Beer? What was that? It was, it was, it was an exchange we just had on Facebook okay. like just five minutes ago. What's going on, Two Beer? <laughs> oh, it's uh, my first day out of quarantine, so I hey. COVID. So it was a good run while it lasted. And, um, yeah, I was able to watch a bunch of wrestling, you know, while I was doing shit else. How'd you feel? Did you get sick, sick? I get super sick. I got very, very fatigued, and uh, I'm still super tired. Like, uh, I don't know if I'll ever feel joy again. Right. um, Or ever want to sleep, like, less than 10 hours again. But that's really not a huge departure from uh, my previous life, so. Nine nine hours of sleep is just, that's my bread and butter, man. That is just perfect. Nine hours, man. Nine hours of sober sleep. We are, well, Zach, we're glad you made it through. Uh, We are coming at you from beautiful St. Charles, Missouri, out on my back deck. My poor baby is teething and has been in a bad mood the last couple days. I've never seen her in a bad mood before. She was almost inconsolable yesterday and tonight. So, um So I, I guess I get what all you parents have been saying all this time, but uh, the only difference is I love my kid way more than you guys love yours. So uh, <laughs> uh, we have three pay-per-views this weekend, three pay-per-views, uh, and that is a first. Well, three pay-per-views on – no, I think that's still a first. Like, even if you count Ring of Honor and shit like that, I don't think we've ever had that. So we have – I think we've done three prediction shows before. It's 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 rare. It's it's probably happened before, but it's been a while. We are looking it is not common. I think we're looking at 25, 
25 matches to pick, and 14 of them are AEW. <laughs> there are 14 matches on that AEW card. Three on the pre-show, but right. guess what? The three, the three on the pre-show, two of them look fucking really fucking good, and you don't want to miss it. Anyway, without further that ado. A, that AEW show is taking place in Chicago, but it's reached the age of consent in Mississippi. I mean, 14 is <laughs> a lot. That is so many. I mean, they added Ishii versus Eddie Kingston. Anyway. Without further ado, let's get to that three count. Oh, which one's three count? Oh, here it is. <laughs> Two, three. JCB, kick it off. Oh, that's that's great. Throw me your lighter first. Um, never to be one to step on anyone's toes. We're going to talk about just general uh, rumors, uh, innuendo, all that good stuff on multiple levels. And in this case, we'll talk about. The, the biggest rumor that I saw today, this afternoon, as I was on the way home, uh, I looked on Twitter and Braun Strowman was trending. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, what this dude? <laughs> it's like anybody that's trending, I'm like, oh, man, what'd you do, dude? He either got me too <laughs> killed, or got signed. Well, in this case, it's Braun Strowman. So I'm like, what the fuck this dude say? I'm like, okay, what did he say? I mean, like, you know, control your own narrative, blah, blah, blah. We get it. Well, the rumor is that, obviously, if you haven't figured it out or haven't heard, Braun Strowman is going to be one of the latest to return back to the WWE. He's scheduled to come back on their Labor Day show on Raw. Um, not a huge surprise, um, at least for me. And When we figured out, when we heard that Braun Strowman w- was released, it was a surprise to us just in the sense that, Strowman felt like, at times, a more larger-than-life character. He felt like he was a WWE guy. He felt like he was a WWE character, even when his his babyface run was very childish at certain times with the Strowman train running around the, uh, the outside of the ring. You know, there were the other times where you're seeing him toss over, you know, ambulances with Roman Reigns in it. So there was always something Former about champ former champ won the tag belt at wrestlemania with a child okay so there was always that bonus points if you can remember the child's name nicholas damn you are good i didn't even know it i was just i I was like when you say it i'll know it (laughs) yes that's that tiger woods fist bump um he had a big show kind of feel to him where it was you know you he would be a heel one week a baby face the next week it was never really outside of roman reigns there was never really a sustained character run for Braun Strowman. Him coming back to WWE, I'm okay with that. I don't I mean, with Triple H involved, things are going to start making more sense. I was talking we were talking about NXT before we started to record and I was like, "You know what? I, I and I've been the, the most vocal about NXT since they switched over to 2.0. I was like, "You know what? I'm probably going to have to break down and watch this motherfucker because obviously A, we're doing predictions on it and B, there is enough talent and enough name power to now where I'm like, okay, you got me curious. What's getting ready to happen? Carmel Hayes and, and Ricochet is just going to be ridiculous. Um, we'll start with Braun Strowman. Uh, to beer, I'll kick it to you. Thoughts on Braun Strowman probably coming back to WWE? Man, um, couldn't give less of a fuck. Uh, like, just really, I know this is like uh, super compelling, Todd, but uh, I just don't care. Um, 
maybe you know he's not he's just big that's all he's just a big guy and he was hot for a while great balls of fire era of wwe like they should have put the belt on him maybe would have given him some more star power but he just never really did shit i know he won that greatest royal rumble um you know they pushed him always and like made him strong and stuff but uh yeah he doesn't he doesn't do it for me i'm happy for the people that are happy the guy just seems like an asshole so i mean Mm -hmm. fuck him really does he seem like an asshole? A little bit. A little I, don't, bit. I don't know. Any, I really don't know anything about him. Um, yeah, I'm kind of a Zach on this. I mean, I mean, it, it would be fun if Wyatt comes back and they did some sort of version of the Wyatt family again. I guess I don't know what Wyatt's going to come back. I mean, is he going to come back? I guess. I think the, he's coming back. I, I, I think he's coming back. Are you excited for him to come back if he does? I'm excited for Wyatt to come back. I hope he comes back as Hawaiian shirt Wyatt though and not the fiend because okay, that was my next as question. much as I like the fiend as much as I like the fiend or the Firefly Funhouse and shit which was interesting it uh it was interesting and then it wasn't and also I was never a fan of him wrestling in a mask. I th- I think that's really stupid uh, especially when you have You want him to come back as like Husky Harris? I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, that would be funny. Yeah, I think that would be bad. Husky Harris over the Fiend. Uh, I, I, listen, if he comes back as the Fiend, that's fine as long as he doesn't wear that mask. But I think that he's kind of married to that mask. I think that he. I mean, we've I've litigated this on this podcast many times. I'm I'm just not a fan of guys that are as good as him wrestling in a mask i was just watching i've been watching a lot of stone cold broken skull sessions that i haven't been watched that i've never seen i was just watching the kane one it's like even kane he was interesting with the mask but he was better without the mask if you ask me and then even better when he came back with the mask because it was kind of a throwback uh which is all to say i spent a lot of time talking about anybody but braun Strowman because i'm kind of with zach like i i it, it's it, it was strange when he got released because just like Jason said, he is a uh, he seemed like a WWE guy. He was a champ. He beat Goldberg at WrestleMania to retain the championship or to win the championship. One of the two to, to win, win the champion championship. To win it, yeah, which you know you can roll your eyes at that, which Jason did. But I mean, I, no, I didn't. For WWE, that's a big deal. Yeah, it's a huge deal, and I'm not I'm not going to sit here and poo poo that. I, I think what's more interesting. Then Braun Strowman coming back is the other rumor that uh, our friend of the show, Mark Ortolan, put on Friends of BFR on Facebook today, which is that uh, Malachi Black apparently is asking for his release or has asked for his release. Um, now, this is interesting. Yeah, because quite obviously he just got there. Um, there's a stable that's formed around him even though it's kind of stalled like other things have kind of, you know, stopped and started in AEW. Um, There's a match with them on the AEW all-out card. So, I mean, I'll say this. If, If he did, let's just say for the sake of argument, he did ask for his release. That's really not a good look because he just got there. Okay, I get why, but it's just not ultimately the the best of looks. This is what I've been saying for a long, long time, just about the roster in general. 
with less TV time, you don't have enough time to build stars or flush angles. I won't even talk about the injury portion of the program. I can understand Malachi Black's frustration, Miro's frustration, other guys that have come out, and apparently Roosh that have come out and, you know, not been necessarily pleased with their AEW time so far. I don't know if I necessarily think that this is a thing, but if it is, I can understand why it's a thing. Uh, Zach, what do you think? I don't even think it's true. Um, I think it's just unsubstantiated, unsubstantiated, like, Twitter rumor bullshit. Um, I don't know. Like, the dude's featured pretty prominently. He's featured pretty strong. Um, He's a Triple H guy. Yeah, but I don't know. Is he featured prominently? Is he He's featured on every do- every week? Yeah, every week, and he was injured for a good while, so that's why it wasn't wrestling. But he was still on TV every week. Fair enough. Um, I just uh, I think it's just a bunch of bullshit. Uh, if it's true, how about this? I'll address the rumor as though it's true. If it's true, <clears throat> this is this is the beginning of the actual whatever we used to call it, the Wednesday Night Wars or whatever, this is actually the beginning because now, guys, if, if it's true, this is me, This means a guy that everybody was so excited to come over to AEW is now going back to the mothership, WWE, the biggest promotion in the world, and the promotion that is quote-unquote uncool and that is quote-unquote not for workers. Now, we're only about five weeks into the Hunter era, of WWE booking. It's well documented on this podcast that he is making uh, his stamp. He is definitely showing us what his vision of the main roster would look like and probably NXT considering it. I mean, when you think about how NXT went this week, which was a really good go home show, it was uh, they made they made the unification of a lot of these belts and the end of NXT UK seemed like a very big deal, bringing back a lot of uh, main roster guys kind of out of character, uh, kind of back into their NXT characters. You know, Ciampa seemed like a face. Finn Balor was acting like a baby face. Ricochet's in a match. Do dropping Nikki Ash are in a match. So Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley. If it's a if it's true then it's a big deal and also very exciting because maybe, just maybe, we'll be able to see Aleister Black, Malachi Black, uh, kind of do what he gets to do. Like, I I understand that he's on TV every week and that he cuts these weird promos. And uh, I guess I forgot that he was hurt. I like to watch the guy wrestle. I like I liked watching him wrestle Velveteen Dream in NXT. I liked watching him wrestle Cody Rhodes when he first got to AEW. By the way, Velveteen Dream got arrested two more times this week, or got arrested on two charges this week. Oh, okay. I was like, he got arrested again? God damn, dude. Yeah. Sit your ass down. <laughs> it's not going well Regular for him. Regular Ezra Miller. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I actually get that joke. Um, but that is more exciting to me. If it's true, and I'm just gonna choose to believe it because I'm a mark, say, I'm a mark like that. I will say uh, this is like the germ of this rumor is 
grounded in logic, not specifically for Malachi Black, but like it was a one way street for a long time. A lot of WWE guys wanted to be in AEW and now are. Um, that one way street is certainly going to become a two way street with uh, a regime change in WWE where guys that never would have been able to make it in a Vince run company will, even if they won't be top guys, they will still be featured on television, you know, if they are, if they're, you know, not six foot, uh, you know, they know that they can go over there and get some TV time and maybe collect a larger paycheck. So, uh, you know, that's all good for the rest of the business. But I mean, I think it's going to be a much more of a two way street. Cody was the first, but he sure shit isn't going to be the last. But by no means, um, like I said, I'm not sure what to actually. I guess I be. did kind of gloss over Cody going back there, didn't I? Yeah, just a little bit. Just um, one of the biggest stories of the year. Yeah, no shit. <clears throat> I'm not sure what to believe, honestly. I'll just say this: like, a, I think if he had to do it again, he probably wouldn't leave. No, if knowing what he knows now, if he had the Monday night quarterback to shit, he would just like fuck it. I'll just let this shit play out because. The crazy part about him being released is that they were starting this new storyline for him. And then, you know, it was like a week, two weeks in. And the next thing you know, you know, poof, he's getting uh, the boot or whatever the case may be. And his wife is still there. His wife is still there. So there's that connection. If he stays, then there has to be a plan in place, whether him, Buddy Matthews, Brody King, you know, make a trios title run or Brody King breaks off or something. You can't you can't let these guys I would have put the titles on them. That that I mean that's who I would have put the titles on okay, for but the if, trios. But if he's hurt then they what, could they could gain the most. If he's hurt, then what? You can't Then you, you let Buddy Matthews fucking rip. Okay. Buddy Matthews can fucking rip. That uh, I'll just I will just say that for the AEW portion of the program, but it was more to my point. You can't sign all these guys when you have two shows on TV totaling three hours. I'm not talking about dark or dark elevation. Either they need a third show or they need to extend Rampage a second hour. Okay. Um, I guess if there's any other speculation on who's coming back, it, we can probably broach it in the prediction segment of the. There's the, only one problem. One Bray, other spot. Bray Wyatt. No. Who? The AW uh, Casino Ladder Match has an, a mystery spot. Right. That's the spot that I was going to say. If we wanted to speculate again. That's the spot. Outside of that, I can't think of anybody else. Okay, I just want to. I've already done my predictions. I saw you. Okay, so I, I just so I don't want to be affected by what you guys pick. <laughs> and also, there's going to be a lot of predictions, so we got we're going to have to keep it moving. Uh, speaking of keeping it moving, let's get to that two count. One, two, three. Two here from Illinois. What's the two count? <laughs> Just just for a little background, Two Beer said something about being from the Show Me State. And I was like, aren't you from Illinois? And he's like, I was born uh, I was born at Christian Northeast, and uh, I lived in Jennings for five years. Now, living in Jennings for five years. But that's North County. That's, that, that's, that's a strike. That's like living in St. Charles until you're 70. But I still... <laughs> <laughs> we don't claim you. Anyway, go ahead. I'm just fucking around. Um, 
Yeah, so uh, two counts. Actually, uh, makes sense why I like you so much, actually, (laughs) that you're from the Show Me State. (laughs) Fucking Illinois. He's a North County boy. And there was good pizza tastes like. (laughs) So uh, we had just a few days before All Out. Finally have the main event, um, which we all kind of assumed was going to be what it was anyway, but... um, we had John Moxley versus CM Punk, and the way they went about it was a little weird. Um, I'm kind of like, I don't, I don't know, I'm kind of uh, split on this. I didn't love, I love the Moxley promo, so essentially Moxley starts the show, he comes out, cuts this awesome heel promo because he's in Chicago, and you know he can't be a baby face when he's cutting a promo on CM Punk, so he just plays the heel does it awesomely, uh, absolutely murders the promo, but the logic in the story was weird because he essentially left an open contract in the middle of the ring and said, I don't know who's going to pick it up, maybe CM Punk, maybe somebody from New Japan, you know, whatever. He's like, I'm just ready because I'm the best. And he left it in the middle of the ring. And then Ace Steel comes out and picks it up. But here's where, like, kayfabe logic just doesn't make sense. Why wasn't like Serpentico and every other idiot in the back just running out there trying to get this contract? It's an open contract for the biggest pay-per-view of the year. Um, you know, I know that we were just trying to get to the CM Punk story, but kayfabe-wise, it didn't make sense. And also, I was like, dude, I, I was like, are they just gonna like sell this? Pay- try to sell this pay-per-view, John Moxley versus mystery opponent, because. Uh, that would be bonkers. So I was a little bit put off, but then they kind of totally redeemed it when CM Punk came out, started cutting a boohoo promo. Ace Steel comes out, fires his ass up, and CM Punk then, you know, walks out into the crowd in Chicago and accepts the challenge, signs the whole thing. So ended up kind of coming full circle, ended up being good. Uh, but I was a little split on this at first. And, uh, I mean, this was the match. This is the match that everybody wants to see. This is the match that's going to sell the pay-per-view. So, um, I don't know. What did you guys think? I thought the promos themselves were very, very good and very well done. Uh, But what do you think? Uh, I thought the Moxley promo to start off the show was unbelievable. I uh, felt it in my bones. Um he, there's been lots of wrestlers have come out to talk about how they are unstoppable, how they're not scared of anybody. This one, I don't want to be hyperbolic, this one was very realistic. John Moxley, I've said it before, he knows his character so well, and he is very believable as a psychopath, lunatic fringe type dude that really loves as what he calls quote the greatest sport in the history of the world pro wrestling and he thinks that he's the best at it and he sold me i knew that cm punk was going to come out i thought cm punk was going to come out right then that's where i stopped liking what was going on because i i kind of know who ace steel is i know he's kind of a ring of honor guy i think he had a little bit of time in wwe i mean he probably was in wcw for a while like he's like an old like 
he came he came of age like 2002, 2003, something like that. Like I remember I remember seeing him at a Ring of Honor thing or something in like 2007 maybe. I could be remembering that completely wrong. But he's a character that's never been introduced on AEW television. So he comes out, he grabs it, and then the announcers have to tell you what's going on because they're like, oh, that's Ace Steel. Oh, he's a really great friend of Sam Punk. That's fine. Sam Punk comes out and cuts his boohoo promo, as Zach so eloquently put, about how he, you know, he's crying. You know, he made fun of some, you know, if he would have said to the guy in the front row, apparently the guy was booing Sam Punk, and he said, I had 16 screws put in my ankle. By the way, that's 16 more screws than that fat guy has had in his entire life. And he said, I probably shouldn't have said that. It's like, you can say that shit, punk. You just probably shouldn't call the guy fat. It makes you seem like a fucking <laughs> asshole, you know? Uh, the guy was chanting Colt Cabana at him. That's what he was doing. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, punk. You lost that one. Yeah, that you got to be the say. bigger man there, yeah, punk. you just got to let that ride, man. <laughs> Is that true? Oh, then punk got owned. Yeah. And then he responded you can hear it to it. it. Yeah, you can hear that, it on TV. I was, well, I couldn't hear it. Because I couldn't understand they, what they were chanting. Yeah, and I was just kind of like, and I rewound it like three times. I was like, fuck, I can't hear what they're saying. Well, good for that guy. Yeah, I was about to say, if you're going to be... If you're that gonna, thin-skinned to if respond to somebody. If you're going to be that thin-skinned and a public figure right. and be involved and be in a public arena like professional wrestling where yeah. people get you're to fucking trouble. chant shit at you. You're in trouble. Then you can't. That, that's even worse than I thought then. That is even worse than I thought. And That, that chance is going to happen now because, like, dude, like, you, you, you've shown that it, it gets under your skin. Oh, yeah. I, I would do it. He, oh, totally. Okay, here's the thing. I, I, had, I had lots of problems with the CM Punk Ace Steel part of this, and I was watching it, and I wanted to like it, and I was like, ah, you know what? And then, then first of all, they told a story within six minutes that could have taken three weeks. Why not just not have the squash match and have CM Punk come out, cut this boohoo promo about how he doesn't not sure – introduce a steel somehow have the next week do it and then come out in chicago and have cm punk basically cut a chicago promo which is all it was he like all of a sudden he's getting ready to retire a steel comes out and talks to him for three minutes and then all of a sudden he cuts his promo about the streets in the city or the arteries in my veins and shit like that he rips off his shirt and he's wearing a chicago restaurant fucking shirt and the crowd, and then the crowd starts going nuts because he makes Chicago, 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 Chicago. Now, I'm not one of these St. Louis guys that think that Chicago sucks. I think that Chicago rules. I love going there. I don't even hate the Cubs as much as everybody hates the Cubs here. Like when they played the Cleveland Indians in the World Series, I was rooting for the Cubs because even though they're assholes, they're my assholes. I'm not one of these fucking St. Louis dorks that hates Chicago. But the only place where he could get away with cutting a promo like that or having a segment like that where he's going to go over at a baby, as the baby face at the end is in Chicago, Illinois. And the only way he's going to be able to do it because he lost that crowd. He lost that crowd during his, the boohoo part of his promo. And that crowd was pro-Moxley. I'm not saying it was vehemently pro-Moxley, but I'm saying it was more it was more anti-CM Punk or more kind of on the fence about CM Punk than any other time we've seen him in Chicago as a professional wrestler because it was a shitty angle and they sniffed it out. And the only way he could get him back was by yelling Chicago five times in the promo. So the only way that they can save this 
I, I just thought it was shitty. By the way, it was also corny as fuck. Like, to have him go from, I'm seeing my sister and I'm crying. She's in the front row and I let her down. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, now I'm perked up. It's like he fucking Popeye and he ate some spinach. And now he's like cutting this eloquent <laughs> promo about fucking the arteries or the streets in the city and shit like that. Surprised he didn't mention the show The Bear while he was at it. Like, he, he's heating up. <laughs> I thought you were coming over and giving me a fist bump. I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> well, I, I did. I just I hit the button for you. That's my fist bump. The only way that they can save this is if he goes, turns complete heel at the pay-per-view on Sunday and like MJF comes out, helps him, Moxley loses, CM Punk turns on Chicago and just gives him all the bird, rips open his shirt, and he's wearing a St. Louis Cardinals fucking jersey or something. That's the only way they can save this. I thought <laughs> I, I thought that this I thought that the CM Punk portion of this was bullshit. They could have gotten to the same place without having the squash. And I don't subscribe to the thing that the squash was a punishment. I just don't subscribe to that. I th- I think that he wouldn't do that because what's the punishment? You get squashed, and but you still go over at the pay per view. That doesn't make any sense to me. It was corny as fuck, and John Moxley is the opposite of corny as fuck. John Moxley is real as fuck and cool, and the CM Punk part was corny as fuck. I wanted to like it. I didn't. If you guys can't tell, Jason, what do you think? Wow. Um, I feel like I hate to now it feels like, you know, the guy that comes after me after I just had a long ass rant. I, there's, you know, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> um, the Moxley part, I'll just go. We'll go there first. Um, I was kind of figured I was kind of thinking that it, he would be heelish. He was heelish there. I say heel, you know, that's your boy. You know, he made sure that, you know, Chicago knew that their boy just got uh, that work put on on him the week before. The CM Punk portion of the program, I'm with you on that. It was, You had to tell me who this guy was, one, that was running down to the ring to snatch up this contract. Two, I agree with two beer. Once that contract hits the floor, man, there should have been guys coming over the guardrail, right? Jumping where's, out of the where's W Morrissey? Somebody, okay, you know, anybody. Why isn't he being like fuck? Okay, I don't care who it is at this point. The execution of it was bad. Now we can play Monday Night Quarterback because we already have the basically the squash match is the fork in the road. Do you do it? Do you not do it? If you do it, this is the result from it. If you don't do it, then you can then you don't have this storyline going forward. This a steel storyline where you can you know make shake CM Punk into reality. You would just have the storyline that was probably going on to begin with, a bunch of shit talking, pullaways, possible contract signing, what you've seen before. I'm not sure which one I like more. I think the one to our right, the one that they've been doing, was probably the safest way to go about it. This one on the left, the squash match, is the one that makes us talk about shit more. So I'm not sure which one is the best way to go about it. It might be a scenario where we're just going to have to 
once again, I'm you know I'll say you know we're gonna have to let this thing play out. But the the match itself on Sunday is going to kind of make us feel one way or the other whether they you know they did the right thing or they didn't do the right thing. Once you had the match itself, the first match on Dynamite, you left yourself open to be second guessed. The fact that they kind of fumbled the ball on the CM portion of this program really is going to now allow for a lot of second guessing. The match, I think, itself, it should be good. And obviously, we'll give her a prediction on that here in a second. But I agree with you, Tubir. Um, the execution of it, I think, was my biggest problem with this. You had a really good storyline where you just had two guys talking shit as champions, see CM Punk and John Cena. Now, I'm guessing that's the way CM Punk wanted to go. Moxley, if all stories are true, this is Moxley's idea to get us to the uh, the main event. And I'll just say this. At least we have a main event, and AEW, for me, is still in a spot where they have the benefit of the doubt. I might not agree how we got there, but on Sunday... I expect you to perform and give us a good show. Right on. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm going to buy it still. Uh, They've never let me down. Even like Forbidden Door, the idea of it was fantastic. And then I was like, ah, but these matches don't like seem like particularly awesome because I was like, that show was like cursed. Remember everybody getting hurt? Yeah, you know, all this shit. And then I bought it. It was like one of the best pay-per-views I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. So, yeah, like, so, like I said, I'm willing to give AEW the doubt on this one. I'll, I don't agree with how we got there. I'd rather them just build it up through the shit talking and not take this chance. But it's 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 a chance, and I get it. You know, we are talking about it. You know what I'm saying? Podcasts, you know, people that, you know, are quote-unquote very casual fans, you know, come up to me and was like, damn, what happened to, you know, CM Punk? I was like, "Eh," (laughs) you know, don't get me started because, you know, I'll I'll go wrestling on you. We're talking about it. So in that scenario, Moxley's Right, it's like, how long, how big of an explanation do you want me to give you? Yeah, I was getting ready to say, I can give you the reason. I can talk for a while. (laughs) So, So in that scenario, I get it. But... For me, if I had the pencil, that first interaction where they were in the ring, champ versus champ, and they were just, you know, chirping back and forth, I'd have took that and ran with it. That way, you know, to me, that's I'm kind of conservative in that sense where I don't want to take chances where, you know, this is the golden egg, and this is probably going to be, you know, if you played the cards right, it could be match of the year, it could be feud of the year, and it's only September. So in that scenario, I've probably been conservative on it. That's just, that's just me. Right on. Um, so yeah, I think the other big thing from uh, this episode of AEW Dynamite was the trio's title match in the main event, which, again, I made sure to find the Fight TV uh, app version of the stream so that I can watch this without a commercial interruption and I'm glad I did because man this match absolutely ruled uh, it started out fantastic because we had Kenny Omega with his amazing entrance he has uh, Justin Roberts rattling off you know his accolades as per usual but this time it's all in relation to his, Will Ospreay so 
He has a 1-0 record against Will Ospreay from their only singles match. He has a 3-0 trios record teaming with the Young Bucks versus Will Ospreay. He has drawn larger crowds in Japan and sold more merchandise than Will Ospreay on two continents. He has held eight more championships than Will Ospreay. It is said he is better looking, has better hair, a nicer smile, and does more charity work than Will Ospreay. He was victorious in his comeback match in Dynamite, which did not take place in North <laughs> oh, Carolina. <God>. <laughs> <laughs> so, just absolutely perfect. And uh, that was pretty much the story of this match. Shit. I mean, it was awesome. I don't know if you guys watched that match that I linked to last week or if you hadn't seen it before in PWG, the Young Bucks and Adam Cole uh, versus My Side L versus Shane Will Ospreay from like six years ago. Uh, they they did some of those same spots, like they did callbacks like to that match. But really, this whole match is just built around Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega uh, and their eventual singles match uh, because the crowd was so hot when those two were in together. And uh, they really built the entire match around the two of them, uh, you know, getting ring time and getting at each other. Uh, that was like the whole story. So, uh, of course, uh, the elite go over, uh, but there's footage from after the show of the United Empire uh, taking them out. Will Ospreay tweeted that he was done with AEW for a while, but we were certainly not done with this feud. But, uh, man, this match was phenomenal. And we have the elite going on to face the winner of Dark Order and Best Friends. And uh, what's his name? Preston Vance is out. Adam Page is in. I think I called this last week. Oh, so, Evil Uno got, work, got caught that work, too. So, I mean, you know, it, it wasn't necessarily just because of 10. It's Silver. Yeah. It's Reynolds, Silver, and Page versus Best Friends. Yeah. Zach did call it, though. Zach did call it, though. He did call it. Yes, he did. So credit where it's due. Uh, I agree. This match was unbelievable. Not a surprise. I made sure that I also watched the basically the feed that I watch AEW Dynamite on unless I'm watching it live or on my TV. But if I'm watching it off one of those apps where you watch it kind of illegally, when they go into commercial break, wait, wait. when they go into commercial break, the announcers still go. It's, right, uh, there right. is no there is no it's commercial like, break. Yeah, there's no uh, right. picture in picture or whatever. It's like it, it just keeps going. I made sure that I was watching it the whole time. Uh, really, the biggest surprise was how much time they gave to Kenny and Osprey in the ring together. At the beginning, it was just them two. That I thought they might build to that so that they, they could kind of, you know, tease the crowd they could edge the crowd a little bit and the crowd would uh be dying for will osprey and kenny omega to get together they didn't do that which i was happy with because these are the type of wrestlers that if they're going to wrestle in AEW or you know they're gonna wrestle at wrestle kingdom or something like that which is kind of getting thrown out there as a possibility these are the type of guys that if they wrestled seven different times. They could have seven different type of matches, and it didn't. It wouldn't matter if they had already fought before, because there would be callbacks to the match. But guys would be able to counter each other in terms of what moves were done on previous matches. That's the way that New Japan functions, and that's certainly the way. You know, we saw the best wrestling series of all time between Kenny Omega and Kazuchika Okada. It was four matches, and. Each one of them went at least 30 minutes. One of them went to an hour draw, and none of that shit was boring. You talk about fight forever, fight forever. <laughs> so I'm not worried about 
them giving away too much. I was surprised that they gave away that much on free television, but God bless them. It's a golden age of wrestling. Not, Don't be mad at it. Uh, the, the, the match was unbelievable. They had the crowd eating out of the palm of their hand, and let's not short shrift Nick Jackson in this uh, in this match. Nick Jackson was outstanding. The only person who wasn't outstanding in this match was Excalibur, who kept calling Osprey Fletcher over and over and over again. And Callis kept trying to be like, uh, hey, Osprey does this. And Excalibur just kept saying Fletcher. And he just couldn't get it right. And I know, Jason, you're looking at me because you're like, how do you know the difference between Nick Jackson and uh, – Matt Jackson or Fletcher or Fletcher. <laughs> yeah. It turns out I know more than Excalibur does. You better take that mask off, bro. Um, I only know it was Nick Jackson because I had to watch this one. My iPad glitched out for a minute and then I had to go back and I didn't want to fast forward too much to miss anything that I saw. So I saw the same like minute twice and they said Nick Jackson over and over again, and it was a it was a crazy like pretty whirlwind minute for Nick Jackson. So I'm just gonna keep saying Nick Jackson because it's the first time I've ever been able to tell them apart. And even if you showed me a picture of him right now, I'd be like, yeah, is that Matt? <laughs> Jason, what you think? I said it last week. This is the reason why I wanted the trio styles to be in AEW. There's a bunch of stables going. Well, I should say say stables factions going around, but these factions have guys that have three, four guys that can do these things. So it just opens up a whole other avenue. You can bring other guys in from um, New Japan, Noah, whatever the case may be. Strong Hearts. We were giving them their flowers when. Uh, they were dealing with New Japan a few months ago. Same concept there. The match itself I thought was absolutely amazing. Aussie Open is is a team that I want to see a little more. I don't know if I have to start watching New, New Japan Strong again or not. Neither here nor there. I think they'll be in the mix at some point. I was debating on whether or not Omega and Will Ospreay is going to happen at Wrestle Kingdom or a possible Forbidden Door 2. I'm sure... I wouldn't say I'm sure because it's not like I know, but I would assume that Forbidden Door 1 was so good that you're going to run it back and have it again at some point. I wouldn't be surprised if they did two a year. No, I, I think if if you're smart, you do, especially... No, you're right. It would probably be overkill. One is enough. There's people that are like... Leave you know, one more. There's people that are starting to get mad because... Everything's in Chicago, especially with AEW All Out, um, Forbidden Door, especially in the the 2022 year. I get it. So at that point, you might want to say, you know, let's just keep it at one, but neither here nor there. Um, that would never cross my mind as to be something to be upset about. Never, ever. It would never cross my mind that I'd be like, well, why don't they travel around? Well, because w if, you, if you live in New York is, or L.A., you want to go see it? Well, WWE is the the flag bearer when it comes to shit like that. So every year, like for me, the the, the last of the, the big four is SummerSlam. So every year, 2023, I'm like, okay, where's SummerSlam going to be? Where's SummerSlam going to be? So you know, that way I can plan it and go. AEW isn't at that point. And I'm not mad at him for that shit. Go to Chicago. For me, I love that shit. It's drive on up. Perfect. 
Well, it's like if well, theirs is intentional though. Like they're trying to set up traditions. Like you know, Labor Day weekend you go to right. Chicago. Right. You know, Memorial Day weekend you go to Las Vegas. Uh, they're doing that's what they're doing, and it's purposeful. Also, who is upset about them doing it in Chicago? Like I said, is it people living on the coasts? It's well, not real life. Well, go do it's one million of uh, the other things that you can do in New York City, you fucking nerd. No, you it, poor I, bastards. I oh, my God. I live in New York City. I can't go see the wrestling. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think it's anybody you. from the coast. Because, I mean, if you're living in the coast, you can come in. Oh, I live in L.A. What's there to do in L.A.? If you if you live in L.A. I live in St. Louis, motherfuckers. Okay, if you live in L.A., you can come in for the, the Chicago weekend and go to All Out. You, you should, definitely should be okay. Okay. Or watch it on TV, you mark. I'm just saying that Chicago gets a lot of love when it comes to AEW. Sure, I agree with what both it's a you guys. Hot ass crowd. I agree with both what you, both you guys said again. Hot ass crowd, traditions, trying to do things this way, but this is it's just something to kind of look at it from a different perspective. Let That's me all. ask a question here, and I would like to hear from both of you. Uh, we'll go with Zach first. We're clearly building towards a Kenny Osprey, Omega Osprey singles match somewhere down the line. Clearly, it's going to happen, provided that both guys stay healthy. Oof. If it happens in the next year, does it happen in the United States or does it happen in Japan? Basically, I'm asking: Is it going to happen in AEW pay per views or going to happen at Wrestle Kingdom? Um. That and that, I mean, that's tough because they did not like they did Kenny pretty dirty on his way out. Um, you know, like there was a lot of love lost there. You're talking about New Japan, I, New Japan, yeah. And I know it was a different regime and stuff, but uh, yeah, I I think that it would be more likely to happen in AEW because I think it's more likely that they book Will. Because Will does, you know, shows all over. Uh, whereas, like, Kitty ain't been back to Japan since. I mean, and Osprey, I think, Osprey was just in Rev Pro last week. I mean, he, he is literally all over the place. Yeah. And he's, like, Warrior Wrestling Champion. He's slowing down a lot. Supposedly he's slowing down because uh, it's just really taking a toll on his body and he's getting older. But, uh, yeah. I, if I had to put money on it, I'd say it happened in the, in the States. Jason? September 1st, correct? So, Wrestle Kingdom is January 4th, so we would have October, November, December, January. To me, it's, it's four months good. away. It's good, but it's not enough. I want to see if it's going to happen. I, I kind of agree with Two Beer on this one. Forbidden Door kind of sounds more realistic. I don't see Kenny going back to Japan. I can see Will coming over to the States and having that match. I think we're going to see Will in the States a lot more because the money is here. Most likely. Yeah, and also, I don't uh, I really don't want it at Wrestle Kingdom since Wrestle Kingdom was back to one night. You guys remember yeah. like the last Wrestle Kingdom we had that had like just such an amazing lineup of matches, and everybody got like eleven minutes. Right, it's like you either got seven or eleven minutes. It's just um, I I want those guys to two nights. Tell two nights would story. be great, but uh, honestly, if if you give me one night with everybody cheering, I'll take the one night. Can I? Oh yeah. And we are getting cheering crowds back, 
in New Japan this week, the Burning Spirit Tour. I saw, I saw the lineup. The only match that I really want to see is the main event. Yano Gallows. Uh, exactly. Yeah, the main event. Um, <laughs> we doubled down on him. <laughs> um, so let me let me ask you another question before Zach moves on to more uh, dynamite stuff. Do is the AEW title going to be defended at Wrestle Kingdom? Jason, go ahead. Okay, so I'll just go with current champion right now because we'll say the predictions. Current champion uh, John Moxley has obviously a lot of ties with Russell Kingdom. Could he go back over? Uh, I don't think so. I'm, my knee jerk reaction is to say no. Even if who would he fight? Like, let's say it's Moxley. Let's say it's Moxley. Let's just have a little fun here. It's not going to be Okada because Okada no. has said he's not defending the G1, uh, whatever suitcase or win. He's not going to. He's not going to defend it. So he is going to Wrestle Kingdom, Kingdom regardless. Regardless, it's not going to be Jay White. It's not going to be Okada. Could we see Jason? No, I'm not going to say no. Naito Moxley? No, I'm not going to say it. No, I'm not I'm not going to fall into this trap where you get me on a whole Naito kick to sets up to uh to fail to John Moxley. Uh Shingo, I think it should should be in this mix. Um well, he's the KOPW champ. No, that, that look, give he'll that be shit the, up. he'll be look, fighting Yano. Give that shit. <laughs> okay, you got me Yano 1 2 3. Um obviously Will Ospreay should be in this mix. Um there's there's options, but I think Nido should be the third, the fourth, the fifth option. Zack Saber Jr. I think should be in this mix. I mean, even if it even if it meant a New Japan talent went down, I'd rather see the better match. Okada versus Jericho. You knew who was gonna win, but we got a good match. Are we it. going to see the AEW title defended at Wrestle Kingdom? Yes or no? One no. word. Zach. No. You can say more than one word because Jason got like 300. <laughs> no, I, I, I really don't think so. Um, and now that he defeated Tanahashi, I think um, I think if you're going to have Moxley up against a another New Japan wrestler, uh, it's, it's probably going to be Shingo. Um, yeah, Shingo or Naito. Okay. Those are my top two. All right. Uh, I don't think that Moxley will still be champ in four months, and I will say that, yes, we will see the AEW championship title defended at Wrestle Kingdom because that's just good business for New Japan. Bottom line. It's just good business. If they're trying to expand to the States, the pandemic is – I mean, except for all the people that are still dying, still oh, it's over. So people can travel now. Um, I, I think that I think that we see it, but who knows? Just fun to ask. Uh, okay, Zach, keep us going. Uh, so uh, setting up uh, another important match, you know, Jericho versus uh, Danielson. We had uh, a really good match with Danielson and Jake Hager. Um, maybe the best Jake Hager match I've ever seen. I, I haven't seen a ton of them. I didn't watch them in WWE, so maybe you guys can come up with another one. But uh, that was pretty fun. 
Hager used to have a bunch of great tag team matches when he was with Cesaro, when he was, uh, when the they real were Americans. the real Americans. Um, but yeah, I, I really like this match. It started off slow. It was hard for Hager to get any, it was hard for the crowd to get behind any of his offense because I think that it was a foregone conclusion that Brian Danielson was going to win. That being said, I've always liked Hager's work rate. I, I've always liked his offensive move set. He can he can sell, and Brian Danielson is the best. So yeah, I really enjoyed this. I mean, the schmaz afterwards was so predictable, but I mean, it was fine. I almost wish that Danny Garcia didn't say, you know, let me if you're gonna let him take a week, then keep him off TV. That was my biggest problem with this whole thing. I like the match, the fact that you had Hager versus Danielson, where they both had, like, a wrestling background. But, you know, you have Jake Hager with, you know, the MMA shit. But Brian Danielson's no joke. That ma- that The match itself was cool, but it wasn't really about the match. It was more leading towards all-out Jericho versus Danielson. If, you're, if Brian um, – I'm sorry. If Daniel Garcia is going to stay at home and think about this – then keep him off TV. There was no reason to keep him, to have him out except for the finish. Okay? And I get it. It's more intrigue. You know, it's sports entertainment-ish to a certain degree. I get that point. But if he's going to, if you're going to have that on TV, and that's the main thing that I, I took away from it, is that, you know, he's got to think about it, then let him think about it. I just had a really good idea. Uh, that they should enact next time that Brian Danielson turns heel because it's probably not that far down the line because he, <laughs> he loves working heel. You have Garcia be like his sidekick, and you call Daniel Garcia Garcia Danielson. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> so you have Garcia Danielson and Brian Danielson are on the same side. Uh, I, I like this match. I, I I'm enjoying the Daniel Garcia storyline. Uh, the match at All Out seems to be for Daniel Garcia's soul. I saw somebody say on Twitter, "It's the Daniel Garcia on a pole match," which really made me made me giggle pretty good. Uh, I I liked it. Uh, what's next, Zach? Uh, we also had the debut of, of W. Morrissey. Um, so I will say, not debut, uh, a but return. Looks like whatever. he's gonna yeah yeah return. Like he looks like he's gonna be a recurring character on AEW. I don't know if that means he signed or what. But uh, the dude looks better than he ever has, like ever since I've seen him. So he looked. There's that. He looked unbelievable. Yeah, couldn't believe how good he looked. Yeah, uh, I don't know how big of a needle mover or game changer he'll be, but I mean, good for him. Uh, I think that's more interesting than Braun Strowman. I do too. Which one would you rather have? I mean, William Morrissey. You'd rather have William Morrissey as a as a talent, right? Yeah, if he's sober and and healthy. Hasn't he? He's been sober for like three years or something, though. He has. Well, I was going to say the great part about. TNA Impact is well, I shouldn't say TNA Impact. That's that's you over here. Um, Impact actually helped him, you know, like we have his image. You have this big guy in Morrissey that obviously was in WWE and had his problems, and he had to go away, get his shit together, and he came back. And Impact was one of his stops. Mm-hmm. They built him up to where now he's now a, a you know a commodity again. So obviously he goes to AEW last night. 
He squashes the wingman, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Stokely is the only interesting part about this to me because now you look up and now he's got this this group, this guy, this woman, whatever the case may be. They should call it the stable of misfit toys. That's what I'd call it. You can call it what you want. Give me the pencil. You can call it what you want. Come on, as that's long, a good name. <laughs> as long as you give me Stokely on the mic at some point, because that to me is, number one, I'm not a huge fan of Morrissey being there. I almost kind of think he should be going to WWE at this point. but Surprise, he's not. That's just me. Number two, now we're getting to the point where we've seen Stokely – Ethan Page, Morrissey, um, the Ass Boys, you know, Jay might be on the background, you know, in the peripheral. He has his own stable going. At some point, it better be on Sunday. He needs to staple. There needs to be a stamp on this staple and have Stokely come out and wreck have it at some point. That's just me. Uh, are the wingmen better or worse? Than the three MB. <laughs> going to say three MB. <laughs> I mean, they were. Did you see what they said? Let's all put our pinkies together, and then they started chanting, "Touch the tips." Yeah, and they were like, Touch. "I got to say, way worse because there's no way that there's going to be two world champions out of the wing level. <laughs> That's what made three MB so stupid, though, is because even when three MB was happening, it was like, "Why is Drew McIntyre in three MB? And why right. is he's it, actually he Slater?" Was the one where it was like, man, this guy can work. This guy is good. He's got kids. Uh, I, I I like having. Slayer can work. I like having a comedy jobber stable like I, the wing. Look, I'm I'm all for it. I am too. I'm a firm. You know, I'm pro jobber, especially if you do it right. The, that's the, that's what the wingmen are, and they came out. They did their job. They all got that caught that work. Is it was fine. My question is, why Morrissey going to AEW? Uh, Zach, anything else that's not going to be covered in the uh, in the uh, predictions section of the show? I don't think we really have to talk about anything else. Uh, I, I will say that the um, kind of match to set up the casino ladder match was fun. It had Dante Martin, uh, Ray Phoenix, and uh, Roosh, and uh, Wheeler Yuta. So that was a fun match to watch and made me really look forward to whatever they have ladders, and they're doing even crazier shit. Totally. Uh, without further ado, let's get to that three count. One, two, three. Okay, the three count was going to be main roster stuff. We can go over this stuff pretty quick, I think. Uh, Raquel Rodriguez and Aliyah go over Dakota Scott. Dakota Kai and Io Sky to win the vacant WWE Women's Tag Champions. This was surprising to me and not in a good way. Jason, what do you think? From what I read, they want to build up um, Raquel uh, Rodriguez. So if you want to do it, this is the one of the ways to do it. You know, tag team championships. For the women, especially in WWE, have a not necessarily a great track record so far. Maybe you can build a Lee up as well. Underwhelming. I'll, I'll call it for what it is because I, I think we can all say that we thought that 
Dakota Kai and Io Sky were going to be the champs. You know, you have Naomi and Sasha come out, and then you have this, you know, much bigger storyline. If this is the way they're going to go, I get it. I don't necessarily think that Aaliyah is the, the best tag team partner, but if you can get her over while building Raquel Gonzalez, you know, that's a two-for-one deal. Jason, I'm going to ask you odds, okay? Even odds, if you had to bet, do you think that Zach gives a fuck about this? <laughs> what are you taking? Go ahead. <laughs> I'll just give you my money, man. Shit. You don't give two Zach, what do you, about this. Zach, what do you think wallet. about this? Zach, what do you think take about the wallet. Um, I wouldn't say that I don't give a shit, but I will say that, like, I'm not going to get upset about it because, like, those women's titles, like, don't mean anything. Um, that I means that he doesn't baffling. give a fuck about it. Yep. Okay. I do think it's baffling <laughs> that uh, you would – I understand Raquel, but, like, that you'd put him on Aaliyah. She's just not good. Um, <laughs> and she's, like, also, like, really bland. She is, like, generic – and I hope she's not listening, but she is generic women's wrestler on WWE video game type personality. <laughs> it's like if she was just, it looks like somebody that they God would make damn. up that like, oh, her name's Aaliyah and she's hot and she's uh, kind of, uh, you know, brown skinned, but like not black, but, you know, she's like super hot. Ambiguous yeah. Yes. Eth- yeah. Like- thank you. That's what I meant to say. She's like Charlie Caruso, but uh, a little browner, I guess. Like, uh, you know. <laughs> Shit. And worse at wrestling. Yeah, yeah right. She doesn't, even though she's been doing it for like eight years in the WWE system, she just doesn't ever get better. She's like the uh, color of Horatio Sands when he acted like Aaron Neville on Saturday Night Live. It was like. <laughs> <laughs> that is a deep cut. Um, I, I will tell you, I will tell you something on Raw that kind of disappointed me, and I hate to say this, but if you would have told me that Kurt Angle and uh, Chad Gable were going to have an interaction on Raw and it was going to be a comedic interaction, I would expect it a little, little bit more. more. But I think that Angle is a little out of practice. I don't think that it was Gable's fault. I'll actually blame Angle, and I am an Angle devotee. So, um, but I did like the American. He's on your Mount Rushmore from time to time. He is, yeah. I mean, I love him. Like, like what you like. Uh, I would have liked a little bit more out of this, but I did like the Street Profits versus American Alpha. I, I love Otis as a heel, and I love American Alpha. Or sorry, Alpha Academy, and I love Street Profits. So. I expect a little bit more out of this. What do you think, Jason? I agree. Um, That was one of the biggest things when Chad Gable and, you know, Kurt Angle was on the back end and he had the match with uh, Baron Corbin or whatever. That was, you know, his last match. And I I was at Tinder's house on uh, Monday. We were watching Raw and he came out and Tinder was like, oh, shit, you know, Kurt Angle looks good. I was like, you know, I will not be surprised if we don't have one more Kurt Angle match. I'm not sure how you get there. I was thinking maybe, maybe this is the seeds for it with Chad Gable because it just it just makes too much sense. It makes too much sense. That's why I think I want the 
the comedy portion of the program to be so good, and it wasn't. Maybe Kurt Angle was off. I don't know. It just it felt bad, but the match itself, I thought, made up for it. Otis, and I know Otis caught a lot of shit on this pod for being uh, the Money in the Bank winner. He was throwing guys around like it was nobody. Yeah, it, it, he caught a lot of shit, but it was because his character was a comedy mid-card right. character. No, no It was question. not because, you know, apparently he is a shoot wrestler that can... Can do this shit. Can really fuck guys up. Yeah. Right. It was the fact that he was never built up for this moment. It was, like you said, it would be like Yano being the uh, the G1 winner, and all of a sudden now he's the next in line to be the champ. He's heating up. Po- I like no, this. No, yeah. no, no, ain't no heating up. That's good. That shit, no, that shit ain't gonna happen. <laughs> God damn it! I will walk to Japan. <laughs> okay, your boy can't that was my swim. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> your boy can't swim. I will swim over to Japan and make sure that shit don't happen. There are boats and planes. <laughs> uh, Zach, any, think, th- uh, any thoughts about this? I think Kurt Angle's last match will be against Flair, and there'll be a bottle of painkillers and a shark cage above the ring. Why are you doing my boy Angle like that, man? Why are you doing my boy? No, Street like Profits did him like that. They gave him the little whatever was in the cup, and all, all of a sudden, Kurt Angle was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, I'm like, "Dude, milk. come on, man! You gonna try to let Kurt Angle relapse? Come on, man! You know you ain't supposed to give Kurt Angle nothing that ain't milk, which my, is a good spot." My wife was sitting there when I was watching. She was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, he likes milk. Uh, you know, I don't know. It's." No, it made sense. Uh, and the last thing I want to talk about, and we don't have to spend too much time on this, but Seth Rollins and Riddle had to sit down face to face, not a face to face, but they were both facing the camera. The mics went off. Or they, they, apparently, it was a hot mic that was caught where Seth Rollins said, Yeah, uh, Riddle said, There's only one man in your marriage, and it's Becky. And. Seth Rollins goes, well, you don't have a marriage because your wife left you and left the kids. And then Riddle went off. I don't mind this shit at all. I mean, they're, they're, they're pros. If they want to bring this shit into, who am I to judge it? It seemed to me to be a little desperate, a little too soon. They haven't even had a match yet. This is like that's a, the point. This is the shit that you get be, uh, before the second or third match. No, though, right? no, hell okay. no. Right. This Tell me why was I'm a, wrong. This was supposed to be the SummerSlam match, and then they wrote it off because Seth stomped uh, Matt Riddle out on the way to the uh, the SummerSlam card. By the way, Matt Riddle getting his name back. Um, somebody else got their name back. Austin Theory. Austin Theory got their name back. Okay, thank you, Triple H. I mean, I can't be running around talking about Theory. You know the fuck I'm talking about. It's Austin Theory. Anyway, for me, this is perfect because now you have all this buildup. They fought in the crowd. They fought outside. Now you're talking shit. This is like what you would see in boxing or UFC, shit like that. To now... The first time they have this match is going to be on Saturday-ish, whatever t- wherever time you're at uh, in this world. I loved it. I really loved it. I love the fact that they're talking shit, and I love the fact that it got personal. What would you think, Pullman? Uh, I loved it, but not necessarily the content. I loved uh, the setup. I, I thought it was just really well done. It riffs off of, like, this is like a thing that happened uh, in MMA 
Um, it probably was Riddle's idea. I'm just guessing because it's in the background. This happened like in UFC where there was like this kind of, they do these kinds of uh, promos in UFC to build matches. And uh, there was like a hot mic situation that, and that actually happened. And it was kind of a news story. It was like some years ago. I can't remember the fighters, but uh, I love the setup of it because it's just something we don't normally see. Right. And, you know, it's not necessarily the fact that he got, you know, uh, personal or that, you know, Riddle was dropping F-bombs and they were bleeped out. That was all well and good. But I just like, you know, some originality, even though they're copying something else. But it's like, it's just not the same shit all the time. So it was like a breath of fresh air. And I thought I thought it was cool. No, and for me, it's like uh, Conor McGregor is like, you know, obviously one of the biggest uh UFC MMA stars that we have around. This is something that you can see kind of McGregor getting in, involved in or whatever. And it wouldn't even be backstage. Well, actually, take that back because everybody wants to kick his monkey ass. You probably have to be backstage where, you know, you sit in your uh, locker room, you sit in your locker room, here's some cameras, and we're going to do this shit. For me, the build has been really good. The The fact that the match hasn't happened that's where I'm like, man, you talking all this shit, and now you getting ready to fight for the first time? Shit, let's get this motherfucker rolling. That's where I think that, I guess, quick sidebar for 30 seconds. Um, Like Seth Rollins was cutting the, the promo, and he was like, you know, after I beat Riddle, I'm going after the Universal title. Drew is going after the Universal title. Karen Cross is going after the Universal title. You know, Kevin Owens, we didn't even talk about uh, SmackDown where you had Sami Zayn. Holy fucking shit. I saw that Sami Zayn clip, I guess it was Saturday, when he was in the background, or he was in the uh, Roman Reigns dressing room, and he was talking about setting up... Um, Drew McIntyre, and he's like, you know, I get in guy's head. You know, I pull out a blanket. You know, I'm having a fucking, you know, picnic. I'm doing my dance. Dude, I died. Man. I mean, like, you can see everybody was laughing. Everybody in the room right. was laughing. It was so good. This is the first time that I felt like Bill, where the epiphany came on to me where I was like, oh, I'm, I can tell the difference between the Usos. Jimmy is, you know, is dapping up motherfucking, you know, Sami Zayn, the whole shebang, and Jay's like, get the fuck out. I love it. It's a good story that one of them likes him and one of them doesn't. doesn't. I love that That's shit. That's good. I love that shit. Props to Sami Zayn, one of his best runs in WWE so far. All right, Zach, are you drinking? Uh, no, huh? Stone cold sober. Over we're gonna here. drink. For, we're gonna drink for it. Yeah, I was gonna say, give us thirty seconds. Ain't gonna be thirty. If I can't get this top off, it's gonna be thirty. Jason just picked up know, the shot and talked into it like it was the microphone. I, I don't know if you did it on purpose. Did on purpose. Okay, here we go. All right. And I beat you. You got real. I don't give a fuck. You got to really trust the 99 brand to buy the 99 12-pack of mystery flavor. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I was about to say, I didn't even look what this motherfucker was. It's a mystery flavor. Jason over here always got to bring race into it by saying I beat you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, look. I can't have this motherfucker talking about he's beating me in races by no means of the imagination. That's going to do it for <laughs> three count.
Okay, usually what happens here, we do predictions. And because we haven't been in Shock Studio, Shock City Studios for years, Sam Maul, friend of the show, hope he's doing good. Miss him. Great dude. Mr. Perfect's in the house. He used to have a way to just loop it so it never stopped playing. But the way I do it here is that I have to start playing it. But then I have to hit it like every time that it's over. And I'm just not going to do it this time because I might play it every once in a while, but we have three shows to get through. Three shows of you, you, predictions you, you, to get you through. see how your day is just, you know, copping out on the show, but that's okay. Well, I'm just not going to do it. 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 Uh, Zach, I will let you choose what pay-per-view you want to, we want to predict first. So, oh. where, oh. do you, where do you choose? <laughs> um... I think, um, honestly, really want to talk about Clash at the Castle as I've been watching Raw and SmackDown every week, and I, I kind of am really looking forward to this show. I love this. I'm gonna wake up. I'm gonna wake up in the morning on Saturday morning and like watch this shit live. No, know, I, 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 I love that Zach is actually doing a little bit more than the bare minimum. <laughs> watching AEW <laughs> to prepare for the podcast. <laughs> All right, so so uh, we are going to start with Clash of the Castle. So holy shit, what the fuck's going on? I'm losing control of the pod. Like All I right, so we will start off with the women's six uh, six woman tag match, which is the faces Bianca Belair, Asuka, and Becky Lynch versus the heels, which is Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky. And I will let Zach go first. I've already written down all my shit, so I'm going to let Zach go first. All right. So, uh, Mary Bailey, fuck. The, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, uh, wrong doing, game. Wrong we're game. Not, we're not doing Mary fuck kill. Okay. No, she uh, get killed. What? <laughs> Ma- fuck Mary kill. With all right. Them? Hurry up. Hurry up. Go up. Go. Good. Go. Go. Uh, okay. Here, I'm going to choose uh, Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Eo Sky. They are going to go over. The heels are going over. Okay, fuck Mary Kill. Go yeah, quick. Give, give me the fuck Mary Kill for both teams. Oh, we're doing both teams? Shit. Yeah, do both teams. Two beer, go. Oh, you want me to go? Yeah, yeah. go uh, first. Yeah, yeah. yeah, this is still you. Um, Man, uh, I guess uh, I guess I'd have to... Uh, God, this is just, I can't do it. I can't do it, guys. I got some brain fog. I can do it. COVID brain fog. I I can do it. You ready for it? Everything I do sounds racist. (laughs) (laughs) I fuck Dakota Kai. I marry Eos Sky, and I kill Bailey. I, uh, the faces are actually pretty hard. Um, I am, yeah, this is going to sound racist. I am fucking Asuka. <laughs> I'm marrying Becky Lynch, and I'm killing Bianca Belair, I guess. That's a hard one. That is actually really hard. Jesus Christ. Uh, what do you got? Okay, I'll go with the prediction first. I will take the heels on the, the win because, obviously, as coming back, you should have them be a little more established. I don't think there's much of a plan going for Alexa slash Asuka. Uh Mary Death Kill. Okay, um, I'll go the heels first. Um, 
Fuck Mary Kill. Okay, hang on, hang on. Let me think for thirty seconds. I would fuck uh, Dakota Kai. I would have to kill EO Sky. I would marry Bailey. She's gotten she's gotten that little thickness that Daddy likes. Um, on the opposite side, I'm going to marry. Look, shut up. I'm going to marry Bianca because we're going to have some kids and they're going to run this world at, at, at a later point when I die. Um, I'm going to have to kill Alexa and have sex with uh, Oscar. There you go. Wait, I thought it's Peggy Lynch. No. no it's Alexa Bliss. It's Alexa Bliss? Yes. Yeah. Oh, well. I thought it was Becky Lynch. Never mind. We'll we'll keep going. Trust Jesus me. Christ. We're gonna have another fuck Mary kill later <laughs> with some dudes. But <laughs> we are not. Uh, so coming up next, we have Riddle versus Seth Rollins. I'll go first here. I'm taking Seth Rollins. He needs a win. He just lost three straight to Cody. I don't think that he's had a pay per view match since then. Uh, so I'm taking Seth Rollins. Who you got, Jason? Uh, I'm trying to think. Has Seth had a match since? The- I don't think so. Um, I'm gonna take Matt Riddle. I think it's it, this is a springboard for Matt Riddle to go to that next level. Seth was talking about Universal Title in his promo, which I loved. You weren't here for that, but I think Seth Rollins is at a point where, honestly, I think his character is still Teflon. We're all waiting for Cody to come back. So if he has to lose to uh, Matt Riddle at this point, that's okay. For me, I see bigger picture for Matt Riddle. I see bigger picture for Seth Rollins. I'll take Matt Riddle. Two beers, Zach. Who you got? I'm going to go with Seth Rollins, uh, although I don't think it's over. This is the first of some matches. But like Bill said, Seth has just lost so much, and he hasn't lost anything through it. And even though Seth's been like beating Riddle down a lot, I think he's going to keep doing it, and he'll get this victory, and then Riddle will get his comeuppance, and then maybe by then Randy Orton will be back. All right. Next we have Edge and Rey Mysterio, former tag team champions, versus Judgment Day, Damian Priest, and Finn Balor. Zach, go ahead. Got to be Judgment Day here. I mean, they're a new, fresh faction, newer, um, you know. It's really... The, you know, it's Edge and Mysterio's job to get, help get these guys over right now. So I also think Dominic might join. This might be the moment that it happens. Jason and I are both making faces because he's. I, I guess it's that obvious. Like, yeah, yeah, it looks like Dom is going to fall under the spell of Rhea Ripley. You know, some guys like like everybody else does. It's I, not, not guilty really charge. I'm, I'm, I, look, I mean, look. I would, I kick, the t- I'd kick the tires, but she's not really <laughs> <Yeah>. my style. <laughs> Actually, I think she'd be kicking you. Uh, <laughs> I, I am also taking Judgment Day. Who are you taking, Jason? I agree. When on uh, Monday, one of the things we really didn't talk about, but we could talk about it now because this is why you saved it. That's why you're the host. You know, if if you're Dominic Mysterio and you catching that work weekly with Rhea Ripley. Kicking your ass. You got the kendo stick and you give it up just that easy? Please. He will turn in the fact. I'll never forget when I was, uh, I worked the door at this bar in Columbia called Whitman's. I was 21 years old and I was not 
in any shape to be a bouncer. Not, not <laughs> so at all. Like, so nobody just, was coming in. <laughs> what the fuck? No, nah, it was it was a pretty low key bar. Yeah, I was exactly. just I was just checking just ID, I was checking IDs. Case. I was checking IDs because it was Columbia. Basically, oh, that was course. my job to check IDs. Of course. And I Columbia remember, is a uh, college town. Just FYI. Yeah, it's, Mizzou is winning twenty-one to ten against Louisiana Tech. Look at you. Look at you. <laughs> should be winning thirty-one to nothing. Look, you anyway, should, you should be happy they winning. But. <laughs> But anyway, this was a big life lesson for me because I saw this little five foot two dude walk in. No, no shade against short guys, you know. But this guy was little. No, uh, this, no, I love this. I this know where you're going. Tall, with it. this tall drink of water walks in, and they were they were meeting, and they had drinks at the bar, and they walked out holding hands. And I don't know if she was working. I'm not judging sex workers either. I'm just saying people like all sorts of different things. So. God bless Dominic. I know that he's tall, but I know he's not as big as Rhea Ripley. And, uh, you know, kayfabe style. Kayfabe style. I hope they fuck. <laughs> uh, so uh, coming up next, we had uh, we have Gunther versus Sheamus for the Intercontinental Champion. Now, in the Intercontinental Championship. Now, keep in mind, this is in Wales. So the crowd is going to be hot for Sheamus, I think, because there is some UK love there, probably, even though Wales historically you know i've i've read books about the troubles i know that that you know wales and ireland are not the same thing either way i am taking gunther i think this is the perfect time to put gunther over gunther was mr uk nxt uk he was also mr european wrestling even before he joined nxt uk and he held the belt there for 500 and something days i'm taking gunther it's seamus's job to put gunther over here jason who you got you stole everything that I was going to say. I would say progress wrestling. I would say uh, XWX in Germany. Gunther is that guy. I love the fact that you now position Sheamus to have the one title that he doesn't have against the guy that you need to put over. This is going to be big, meaty men slapping meat. I'm going to enjoy every minute of it. Gunther should go over. I'm taking Gunther. Slobber knocker. Zach, who you got? Oh, uh, yeah, I got Paul Blair. Uh, Ooh, gonna look at you. Like, it's going to sound just like a goddamn, I, I don't even know, like, what's just a bunch of smacking, like, just like unrhythmic smacking. It's going to sound like me having sex, basically. <laughs> it's going to be just. I was just gonna Big. say, it's gonna sound like me having sex. <laughs> I've had sex in so long, I don't know what it sounds slap, like. Slap, <laughs> slap, right? Slap, 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 slap. Whoop, we're good. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> slap, slap, slap. <laughs> All right, coming up next, we have Liv Morgan versus Shayna Baszler. Zach, you go first. I got Liv Morgan. I just, uh, I don't see it. I, I know that. You know, Triple H was a uh, Shayna guy. I just don't know that um, it's her time right now. So I think we'll just, I think Liv's going to keep it. Uh, Jason, who you got? The fact that you, you said that Shayna's a, a, uh, a Triple H guy, an NXT girl, whatever you want to call her, um, this is one of those times where, you know, I get it. You know, Liv Morgan should be a champion you know somewhere down the line it's gonna be hard for me to sit here and absorb the fact that she's beating 
Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. I get it. I'm going to take Liv Morgan. I just don't like it. it. They've kind of fumbled the Liv Morgan title change at, at certain points. For me, I'll say this. The one thing I want to see out of this match, Liv Morgan's going to win. I want to see Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey be on the same team. It's not going to be the four horse women that they were talking about three or four years ago. But this makes sense. Even if you have Shayna Baszler be the heater for Ronda Rousey and warm her up for Ronda Rousey to ultimately take the title away from her. These two women need to be together. It makes too much sense. That's what I'm looking for ultimately at the end of the day. I think that you guys are insane. I think that the the Liv Morgan experiment is over. Triple H is in charge. He wants to have a strong women's champion, a strong women's division. Shayna Baszler goes over Liv strong. Shayna Baszler goes over Liv strong. Less than five minutes. Less than five minutes. I'll, I'll, I'll take a shot bet on the five minutes, number one, and number two. The only reason I would disagree with that is because the week when she came, when Liv Morgan came out with that fucking, you know, Barry Bonds fucking armor cast on her arm, Shayna Baszler worked that arm, and then she came out... Liv Morgan came out the next week, wrestled the match without the armor. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I mean, I'll take Shannon Baszler. Like, I, I, I'll i bet more than the shot. Like, this is my Bill Vagy Stone Cold Lead Pipe of the Week. <laughs> I didn't oh, even, I, I maxed I, that Lead Pipe Lock of the Week. You knew, you knew what I meant. I haven't even gotten high yet. Uh, so, coming up next, we have Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. So many variables in this. Jason, go ahead and go first. I was thinking about this on the way over because I'm I'm that guy. I think I'm the biggest Roman Reigns fan since he's flipped over. I'll, I'll let you guys say it otherwise. If not, the biggest thing to me is Drew McIntyre needed to be a credible threat to Roman Reigns. And they've done that via vignettes and then, you know, having – Roman Reigns being taken out the week that the Usos weren't there. Sami Zayn took the bullet, whatever the case may be. I get it. I love me some Drew McIntyre. I really do. He He's a pandemic champion, and there's a lot of pandemic champions running around. I don't think there's, it's a knock against Drew McIntyre. There's a lot of, you know, social media chatter saying that, you know, he deserves this. And he kind of does. You know, I think that him versus Brock Lesnar would have been an amazing WrestleMania match in front of fans. Without question, he carried the WWE through a uncertain era. And that's going across all avenues, AEW, New Japan, whatever. There was pandemic champions across the board. But. I don't think this is where this story ends with Roman Reigns. I'm going to take Roman Reigns. It's going to be an unpleasant mood for Wales or for Cardiff, I'm sorry. But I'm going to take Roman Reigns on this one. I, I just really don't think that the Roman Reigns story is done. If, and I said it last week, and I'm going to keep saying this, if this was a single title for the Universal title, 
for the WWE title, I would have more inclination to say that Drew McIntyre would win. But with all chips in the middle, if you want Drew versus Roman as the top of the heat, I think Roman's going to be the top of the heat right now. Two beers, Zach. Uh, I will say that Bill is definitely not the biggest Roman Reigns fan on the podcast. Um, I don't think he would piss on Roman Reigns if his hair caught a grease fire, which is good because it would not put it out. It would just make it work. So don't ever piss on a grease fire. But Learn that lesson uh, the hard way, did you? <laughs> with a mushroom cloud to no mushroom. Um, anyway, uh, I am going to go opposite tack. I think uh, Drew gets it, not because he deserves it, but because WrestleMania is all about making moments, and this is uh, and putting smiles on people's faces, and I know they're cementing this big, long reign, but like, who else you got after this? I mean, I know they're kind of planting seeds for Kevin Owens. Uh, you know, Cody can come back into Rumble win the Rumble and beat whoever it is. If they're doing Rock uh, at WrestleMania, it doesn't need to be for a belt. Um, Roman Reigns is already kind of doing part-time. He can also just win it back on another pay-per-view, like at the Rumble, or win one of the belts or whatever. Uh, I think it's Drew McIntyre. I think the time for better is now. Love it. I love the pick. It is not who I picked. Uh, I, I, I picked I picked Roman Reigns. Listen, I, I'm going to be watching this. I'm going to be watching this live on Saturday because yes, uh, wife's going to be gone. I'm going to be here with the baby. I got it's going to be during the day. This is perfect. Thank you, WWE. Suburban dad pay per view. It's like when the Australian Open used to start at 1 a.m. when I closed a bar at no 3 a.m. and I could just Jason watch. What's up? I, I could just watch like the last hour of a Federer match as I sat there and counted. Uh, uh, my buku bucks that I oh, wasted shit. on fucking gambling and uh, booze. Uh, but I am taking Roman Reigns. Lots of factors in this. There is the... Carrying Cross. There's the Carrying Cross factor. There is the Sami Zayn factor. Mm. There is they are in Wales factor. There's the let's pay back Drew factor. Yes. For, because let's give him the moment they never yes. got. Let's make him, uh, you know, they owe it to him because he was such a great champion during the pandemic and never really got his due as these guys so eloquently put at the same time what do i always say all roads lead to roman yes sir it would be stupid for me if i'm just playing saber metrics with it i'm gonna take roman reigns because roman reigns always wins Not, now it, 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 i don't think it's gonna be clean I don't think it's going to be clean either. Uh, I, I think that McIntyre could, probably gets a visual pin at some time during the match. You know, might be a ref bump or something. Sammy I, gets in. Usos get in. I do know one thing for sure, though. Well, Sami Zayn is doing. You know, <laughs> you know. Zach's news saying is Sami Zayn is delight. Yes. Is a delight. It is true. Yes. Sami Zayn is doing great work getting this bloodline thing over and he I think posed. it was already over but now it's like a whole nother angle it's with so it. it's so much fun to watch I don't think it's going to be clean no. McIntyre gets a visual pin Roman yes. Reigns walks out with as the, the champion as the champion with the belt so agreed that is our clash at the castle is it clash at the castle is that what's called <laughs> clash at the castle uh uh predictions, predictions. now we're going to move on to 
NXT Worlds Collide. So the first thing we're going to talk about, Ricochet comes out and cuts a promo on Carmelo Hayes. He has one super great line on him where he says, you've had lots of title defenses, but not one that anybody remembers, which seems to really cut Carmelo Hayes deep. Ricochet is coming back for the North American Mm. title. Carmelo Hayes has Mm. done an admirable job calling the North American title the A title, title. which no matter what you say about the North American title or about Carmelo Hayes, if the character, if the wrestler believes that the title is important, then the title is important. And I really like the work that Carmelo Hayes is doing. I like Ricochet coming back. I'm looking forward to this match very much. I'm taking Carmelo Hayes. Jason, who you got? Mm. Damn. <laughs> oh. Um. Kurt Angle, not Kurt Angle, but um, Mr. Perfect, uh, Kurt uh, Henning, is one of my favorite wrestlers. When he had the Intercontinental Championship, it was one of my favorite runs because he made it feel like it was the biggest title. Even though Hulk Hogan was the champ, you know, Ultimate Warrior might be the champ, but this title is the most important title. If it's important to the character to keep it, then it's important. So in this scenario, I love me some Carmelo Hayes. I love the fact that you're matching him with somebody that can just bounce around with him. Elevate him, really. I don't think... As somebody that hasn't watched a lot of NXT, I'll say this. I'm going to call him Carmelo Hayes guy to begin with. That being said... If you were a Carmelo Hayes guy, you would be watching NXT. I don't need to. I've seen two or three to where, you know, we need to move him up. And then at that point, talk to me at that point. I love the fact that we have somebody that's going to match him style for style in this match. I would expect that Carmelo Hayes should retain. I would take that as the pick. And I'll take it one step further. I expect this to be the match of the night. God forbid it's, you know, it's a step on too much on this branch, but this motherfucker, if you like that trios championship match or the semifinals in AEW, this should be more of the same. And I think that this might be the match of the whole weekend. Whole weekend. Zach Pullman. The match of the weekend, including whole all out weekend, including all out whole weekend. Uh, well, that's okay. All right. I said might be. I said right. I said might be. Uh, I, 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 oh, he's backing off it. He's backing off it. I qualified it. I said qualified it. Zach, who do you think is going to win? Whole match. Oh man, uh, you mean the upset <laughs> match of the whole weekend? You gonna take Ricochet? You gonna take Ricochet, or otherwise shut the fuck up? Would that be an upset? I don't know. Would it? <laughs> I'm looking at you. Would it? I got uh, Carmelo Hayes here. It would just um, kind of. I think it just wouldn't make any sense to bring right. Ricochet back down. Been there, done that. Um, I think it's a big win for Carmelo Hayes if he does go over Ricochet, though. Um, it is very interesting how that, you know, I'm watching NXT this week and just anybody from the main roster. I mean, Dewdrop got like an Okada pop 
It was whoa, just whoa, ridiculous. Whoa, easy, big fella. Easy. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Hey, I mean, hey, I'm just saying. NXT has a good crowd. It's a small crowd, but it's a good crowd. Look, NXT uh, is, is an amazing crowd, but. Speaking of Dewdrop, Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. come back, and they are going to fight. Caden uh, Carter <laughs> and uh, uh, okay, come on, man, come on, man. Casey, Casey, Casey Kettenzaro. No, don't help him. That, no, that's not her name anymore, though. She changed her name. It's not. I would say if it was they gave it back. I think no, no, no. They didn't. I promise they didn't. Uh, I promise they didn't. Anyway, who you got, Zach? Oh, um, is it for the belt? Katana Chance is her name. Katana Chance. It's Casey. I think Rio had that painted on her face. Uh, <laughs> dynamite. <laughs> so, uh, who you got? I have them KK squared versus Dewdrop and Nikki Ash. Who you got? Is it for the belt? Yeah, it's for the NXT belts, the um, women's tag belts. Yeah, I'm gonna take the NXT gals again. All right, Zach is taking the NXT gals. Casey squared is what I got him. Katana Chance. Katana Chance. Isn't that what her name was before? <laughs> she was Katie Catanzaro. Before she got married. Yes, that's right. Before oh, she got oh, Kate married. Kate Carter. Okay, that's the Kate Carter's the, the, okay, that's the, she's that's the, the black chick one. that looks like me. Okay, shut up. I'm, I'm working on this, motherfucker. Back up. She's the black one, Katie Catanzaro. I, 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 I know you are I know you are not good in the ready to sit up here and tell me who's black and who's white. Well, there's a black point. one, there's a white one. Unfucking believable. I'm taking the chance. Bubble Ray is white. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you taking? I'm taking the chance on this one. All right. Fair enough. I'm taking Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. I, I picked Carmelo Hayes, and I think that there has to be somewhere on this card where some main roster people win. So I'm going to decide, decide to take it with Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. And, okay. hey, hey, just a real shout-out to Hunter Hurst Helmsley. If you're going back to changing names, can we go back to Piper Niven instead of fucking Dewdrop? Because if, it if, sounds if, stupid. If we're going to throw it out, that shit – then I need to see Bobby Roode back as the glorious Bobby Roode. Uh, we have the men's tag team match, which is a four-way. Uh, sounds hot. <laughs> it is the Creed Brothers versus Briggs and Jensen versus Gallus, which is the Coffee Brothers and Pretty Deadly, who have some pretty cool shirts that I would wear. Um, I'll go first here. Yeah, you the least, guy least, like, least likely to win here, I'm going to take Gallus, who currently has no belt. Uh, I'm going to take Briggs and Jensen second. Second worst to win. Just they're the they're the NXT UK tag champs right now for some reason. I have no idea why. Right. I'm going to put pretty deadly second most to win. I'm going to take the Creed Brothers to win because uh, the Creed Brothers fucking rule. Put the Creed Brothers in the World Tag Champs, in the World Tag League for whoa, N whoa, whoa. for NJPW. No, no I'm no, serious. No. no, no, they are fun to watch. They are fucking cool. They could learn a lot from those guys too. Uh, Jason, who you taking? Jesus, <laughs> this is where I uh, the Creeds are cool. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm at. It's one of the times where it's like I watch so much wrestling and I'm like, who is in this match again? Um, I can give run, you a yeah, run one down sense the synopsis. Uh, run, run down the names again. Gallus, Gallus, the English dudes with beards. Uh, Briggs and Jensen, 
the guys are supposed to be real country, like they go to radios right, and I, shit. I, 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 guys that me and Zach no, know I, really well. Pretty deadly are the like super effeminate European dudes are, and the creeds of the creeds. Okay. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Least to most. Um, uh, yeah. Um, I'm gonna play some music. Cause yeah, because I, I have no idea who these jokers are. The I have no idea who these jokers are. Um, <laughs> I'll go like this. Um, Might be too high, bro. No, Gallus. I think is no. Gallus is the is the team. I think sh- that should win it. So you're taking them most take likely them, to win. I'm gonna take them one. I'll oh. take the Creed Brothers two. Here's where we separate the men from the boys. Okay, okay so fine. pretty pretty deadly or Briggs and Jensen. I'll take Pretty Deadly 3 and Briggs and Jensen 4. There okay, you go. Fair enough. Uh, what do you got, Zach? You've watched one episode of NXT in the last two years. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I mean, come on. All of a sudden, that, you know, I'm, I'm the worst guy in the world. I watch it every week. And I, and I don't watch it at all. And it sucks. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Zach. Uh, least likely, Pretty Deadly, followed by Briggs and Jensen, followed by Gallus. And then the Creed Brothers, for sure, because they are something else. This guy sounds like an expert. Uh, So we have two matches left. We have the women's, which is a triple threat match, the Bill Vegas special. We have Mandy Rose versus, help me out here, Blair Davenport versus Maiko Satamoro. That was close, right? Right? Uh, yep. I'll, I'll go first. I have Mandy Rose least likely to win because I think that she's going to the main roster. I have Blair Davenport second, and I have Mako Satamora, uh most likely to win, and really those two are probably interchangeable. I just don't think it's going to be Mandy Rose. Uh, what do you think, Zach? Uh, yeah, uh, I think I think I agree wholeheartedly. I think Mandy Rose is least likely to win, and then I'll give Blair Davenport number two, and I'll go with uh, Mako Satamora at number one. First, first consensus pick of the night. All um, right, here we go. I haven't seen a lot of uh, Mandy Rose, but the clip, the the small little snippet I saw with her versus Zoe Starks. If as long as you can book her that same way, where they, you know, they took the you mean uh, Blair Davenport. No, I'm talking about Mandy Rose against Zoe Stark. I guess it was like two weeks ago oh, before the, okay. in their title match. And she took Zoe Stark's knee brace off, and she used it for the win. If you can use that booking with the Mandy Rose, you know, heel heat that she should get, works for me. Uh, and then finally, we have Braun Breaker versus Tyler Bate for the unified NXT titles. Jason, go ahead and go first. I'll go first on this one. I, I've, I've been a big... It seems like you feel strongly no, about it's, it. No, it's not even I feel strongly about it. I think you've gone, gone first a lot, so I'll go first on this one. Um, <laughs> love me some Tyler Bate. I think Braun Breaker is like the future of this company. I think if Roman Reigns decides to go another third year, Braun Breaker should be the guy to do it. However, if... We're going to get Braun Breaker to that point. I think he needs to be as strong as humanly possible. Beating Tyler Bate, that's somebody that's been on our beefers match of the year. Twice. I think that's something to be said. I think I have two Walters and two Tyler Bates. Tyler Bate, I think, is already ready-made for the main roster. I'm going to take Braun Breaker here just for the simple fact that it just builds his resume more. Tyler Bate is over. 
You can put him on the main roster right now. Put him against Roman Reigns. I think you can have a great match against Roman Reigns. Or if you split the titles, whatever the case may be. I'm going to take Braun Breaker for the uh, undisputed titles of NXT. <laughs> Two beers, Zach. Who you got? Yeah, I'm just echoing those sentiments. I've got Braun Breaker. I have Braun Breaker also. Tyler Bate could wrestle anywhere. He could wrestle on the main roster. He could wrestle in NXT. He could wrestle fucking uh, cruiserweights if he wanted to. This is the guy that can do anything. We've seen him have a match of the year candidate. If not the match of the year, it was my match of the year, which was Pete Dunn versus Tyler Bate at that NXT TakeOver. That no, was the, the second match. It was back. the second match on the card, and yeah. it stole the entire damn show. And really, all they did was beat the shit out of each other. And then you have Tyler Bate versus Walter. Walter comes back to NXT this week and says to Tyler Bate, I want to see the Tyler Bate that went 45 minutes with me at Southampton or something. I'm not even going to try it. Either way. <laughs> oh, sorry, dude. Tyler, ba- My point is Tyler Bate can do anything. Braun Breaker needs this, and Braun Breaker can be a generational star. In WWE, that's how I, that's that's to, how I feel about the Braun guy Breaker. Is, I think should beat Roman Reigns for the title. Oh, I mean, that's a far way down. That's at least three years down. No, a year down. He's still so green, but he is a fucking natural. So all of us had Braun Breaker. Okay, uh, the only, the only, the only thing we had different on there is that I had do drop. And Nikki Sh, you guys had the KCs, and then Zach didn't have the Creeds as no, or you didn't have the Creeds as number one, but Zach and I did. You had Gallus. Okay, so, so here Sokoa we go. Going up to the main roster, just a quick uh, NXT talk. Did they say that? It's so supposedly going he, to happen. Here's a thought that I had today, and we'll take a little break from the predictions right now because I want to hear you guys' thoughts on this. Here's a thought that I had today about Sola Sokoa, Sami Zayn. And the bloodline is that wouldn't that be a fucking badass Survivor Series team? And maybe now that Triple H is back in charge, or that Triple H is in charge, maybe Triple H likes the original Survivor Series shit, and we're going to move towards some real Survivor Series shit. Five on like, five. Four could on we four. have Legado del Fantasmo yeah. hook up with like Rey Mysterio or something, or hook up with Los Lotharios? Like. Give us some Survivor Series matches, right, Zach? I'll, right? Go ahead, Two Beer. Yeah, either that or just get rid of Survivor Series. That shit sucks. Yeah, don't make Except it bragging like rights. The, make it. Yeah, let's the have champion teams. versus champion thing is cool. Yes, I like I, that. I agree. I totally agree. I like it. Ga- it I'll, gave us Brock versus AJ and Brock versus. I like uh, the fact that Dana you can Bryan. do. You can do both. You can do both. You can honor the old school. You know, traditions of the past, you know, teams Unless the Wyatt teams. family comes back. Okay. But you can still do, you know, champion versus champion, oh, intercontinental versus U.S., you know, blah, blah, blah. And that, I'm just thinking about that. And a, a lot was, of that would, would pose for the fact that Roman Reigns would have to drop a second, the first championship to somebody else. Think about it. If he does it, you can still have him at the top of the card. Sorry. Think about a five-man Survivor Series team. That is Jimmy and Jay Uso, Roman Reigns, Solo Sokoa, and, and Sami Zayn. Zayn. 
Give God, me a fucking break. Fucking awesome. <laughs> say Sammy's like, come on, so news. come on, news. Awesome. Come on, news. Come on, news. And then Jimmy over like, ah, 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 All right. Ah. So if you, it, so there's three pay-per-views this week. If you could only watch one, which one would it be? All out. Zach. All out for sure. Yeah, okay. All right. Me too. All right. So we have Tamahiro Ishii is going to fight Eddie Kingston on the pre-show. I'll go first here. I'll tell you what, Jason, if I didn't let you go first enough times, we'll go in order here. I'll go first here. I'm taking Eddie Kingston. I'm taking Ishii on this one. I'm, I'm as the new Japan Holy guy. Holy shit. Actually, take that back. Take that back. Take that back. I'm taking Eddie Kingston. I apologize. I take Eddie Kingston. As much as I'm a new Japan guy, this is probably the way Eddie Kingston comes back. Gets to Sammy Guerrero. I apologize. Ishii makes him look like a million bucks. Yeah. Eddie Kingston doesn't need to go like a million bucks. Yeah, but Ishii fucking rules. Zach, who you got? Eddie Kingston. All right. So next up, we'll let Jason go first. So for the All-Atlantic Championship, we have Peck versus Danhausen right when he just starts to put on makeup. Wow. Wow. Let's call this man what he what his name is. It's Kip Sabian. And now I'll take the champion on this when they retain. I like the fact that they at least, you know, connect the dots, but... If you're going to do something, anything with one of the 16,000 championships that AEW does, this might be a good way to, to keep this shit rolling. I'll take Pack as the retain. Uh, Zach, who you got? Pack. Me too. I'm taking Pack. Uh, next up, we have Hook versus, I guess, Mommy Magic is what you would call him. Uh, the fucking broke-ass dude from uh, Jericho Appreciation Society. He's the sidekick to the worst person in professional wrestling today. I think his name is Angelo <laughs> Parker. Wow. Uh, Zach, you're going first. <laughs> Except for maybe uh, Billy Gunn's dumbass-looking kid, oh, Colton, or whatever oh. the fuck his name is. Come find me, Colton Gunn. Come find me, Colton Kip. He could take a chop. He could take a chop. Come find me. Oh, Jesus. See, you made Zach hang up. No, that's... Oh, I don't okay. know why he thinks that we're not still doing the podcast. So we got Hook versus Angelo Parker. He got Zach. Definitely Hook. I'm going to take Hook, too. I think the, the fact that <laughs> they're going to have Hook just squash a bunch of guys on the way up to, to build them up, I think it's a beautiful fucking thing. Hook's, if Hook doesn't win it, I'll run around uh, Bill's, what is this, neighborhood naked? Was it eight o'clock? Yeah. No, I mean you ain't got to do that. I'm no, taking hook too. I'll, I'll do it. So now we're getting some real match. Now we're getting some real matches. We got. He uh, wants to do it. <laughs> we got a four way no, really a four way match for the women's championship. We have Tony Storm, Bianca Bell, or Britt Baker. <laughs> Sorry, wow. I just wrote down BB. I wrote down BB. <laughs> Tony Storm, Britt Baker, Jamie Hader, or Sheeta. I will. Uh, yeah, it's my turn. I'll go first. I got Tony Storm most likely, Jamie Hader second, Sheeta third, and I got Britt Baker fourth. Tubi, I'll let you go first. Uh, least likely is Jamie Hader. Uh, third is Sheeta. Second, Britt Baker. First, Tony Storm. Um... I'll go least like least to most. Um, Hold on, I wasn't listening. What was it? Jesus Christ! I got my wife uh, texting me. Sorry, sorry, Zach. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. 
number one, Tony Storm. Number two, Britt Baker. Number three, Sheeta. Number four, Jamie Hayter. Okay, and Jason, I'll, I'll I'll fuck you up even more. I'll go least likely to most likely. I'll go Sheeta as number four. I'll go Jamie Jamie Hayter as number three. I'll go Britt Baker as number two, even though I think she's is going to win this match. And I'll go Tony Storm as number one because Thunderstorm is some sort of deal. We have next up, Jason. You go first. We have Brian Danielson versus Chris Jericho. For me, it's it's kind of easy on this one. I think Daniel Garcia obviously is the tipping point, and I would be very, very surprised to see him go over to the Black Bull Combat Club. I think he comes in, turns on Brian uh, Danielson, and helps Chris Jericho win this. I'm taking Chris Jericho to win the match. Uh, Zach, who you got? Uh, this is a tough, tough, Tough one. Um, I'm going to pick Danielson. I don't really have any reasoning. Jericho doesn't lose that often. Danielson doesn't lose that often. Um, it's not like it's a custody situation. Um, <laughs> the fucking ain't. It would make no sense to prolong this feud between Daniel Garcia and Daniel Bryan. I know that he is called the Dragon Slayer now, and I respect that. I think that's a cool nickname. It would be an even cooler nickname if him and Brian Danielson were cool with each other. I am taking Brian Danielson. Jericho does not need to win this. Did that make sense? <laughs> Made sense to me, bro. Made sense to me. Okay, then that's all that matters. <laughs> all right. Up next, we have one, two, three, four, five. This is Zach gets to go first. We have the House of Black versus Miro, Sting, and Darby Allen. Who you got? So, this is tough, um, kind of, but uh, Sting hasn't lost ever. And I don't know that this is the match where you do it. Um, I know that he had, like, the, the black makeup and stuff. Uh, it, it definitely could be interesting. There's some intrigue here, but just being smart, uh, I'm not going to bet against Sting because he hasn't lost yet. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm taking. Sting and Darby Allen don't lose. I'm taking Miro, Sting, and Darby Allen, and maybe even Black's on his way out. Now, I have to agree with this one, the second consensus pick. Um, I'm a big fan of Miro, especially now coming to AEW. It's time for him to do what he needs to do with the House of Black, and then if Malachi Black leaves, so be it, but... Miro's the star in this one. I do think we have to give a shout-out to Miro, though, for his promos, including a lot of him yelling at God. <laughs> talking about how wrong God is. I mean, it's it's true. It almost sounds like me sometimes. <laughs> what are you trying to do to me? It's truly unbelievable. Okay, so next up, we have the eight-man. The eight-man uh, casino ladder match between... Claudio, Wheeler Yuda, Penta, Fenix, Roche, Andrade, Dante Martin, and to be determined, I will start. It's my turn, and I'll Thank go. God. I'll go least to most. I already have it written down. I have Wheeler Yuta as the least, least likely. Dante Martin is second least likely. Those two are interchangeable. I have Roche. Then I have Penta. Then I took TBD just to be fun. Then I have Claudio Castignoli. 
as the third most likely. Phoenix is number two, and I have Andrade winning it. Jason, go ahead and go next. Holy shit. Okay. Um, Do you want to see a list? Yes, I would love to see a list. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's going to be... Okay, got it. Um, oy vey. Um, I'll go Claudio as the least likely to win. He's already got a title. I'll take Wheeler Yuta just behind it. Um, DM is who? Dante Martin. Dante Martin. Okay, I'll take Dante Martin next. Um, Penta after that. TBD, Roosh, Andrade. Okay. TBD, Roosh, Andrade. All right, Zach, you're up. Zach, you're up. Oh, sorry, I was on mute. Uh, Finally, I found it. I was having a hard time finding this card. Um, So... I am going to go with uh, least to most. I'll go Dante Martin, least. Penta, after that. Uh, Phoenix, after him. Then Roosh. Sorry, swap, swap Roosh and... Uh, all right, sorry. Dante Martin, uh... Penta, Ray Phoenix, Wheeler Yuta, Roosh, Claudio, uh, Andrade, and then I'm picking the Joker. Probably smart. Joker hasn't done much after the fact, but not a, not a bad pick. No, we're actually on uh, Jade and Athena. So we have Jade Cargill versus Athena for the TBS title. Uh, Jason, you're going first. Mm. Um, this feels like it's the time. It feels like it's the wrestler. Um, Tony Storm, I have winning the title. I don't think you do Tony Storm and Athena or Tony Storm and uh, Jade right now. I apologize. Um, uh, hey, I'm going to take Jade to retain. All right. I was getting ready to skip you. Uh, Zach, who you got? Yeah, I can't uh, I can't argue with that because I can't uh, go against Jade for the same reason I can't go against Sting. So, uh, yeah, I got Jade retaining. There's been no reason to bet against Jade and no reason to think that Athena is going to take this from her. So I also am taking Jade. Uh, next up, we have FTR and Wardlow versus the Motor City Machine Guns and Jay Lethal. Zach, who you got? Uh, definitely FTR and Wardlow. I mean, they're decorated. Uh, they, yeah, I just, I cannot fathom uh, lethal Motor City Machine Guns going over this. Uh, FTR, FTR and Wardlow versus Motor City Machine Guns and Jay Lethal. Hey, guys, this is my Stone Cold Lead Pipe Lock of the Week. You just did I it. Am, I'm taking FTR and Wardlow. There's no way they lose. I did not. Yes, you did. Mm. Oh, my God. Jason, who you got? 
I'm going to take, take the machine <laughs> guns, you pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to. I, would, I think honestly, I think this is gonna be one of the matches of the night. Um, it just doesn't make sense for it's in kayfabe style for for the machine guns to come over and be against um, Wardlow and FTR. Not unless you're going to do a whole program with it. If Bill is right and mm-hmm. the machine guns win, that's how you have at least a program with them and FTR. Don't see it happening. I'm taking Wardlow and FTR to win the match. Okay, we have Swerve in our glory versus the Acclaimed. It's weird. It's like all the black people only fight other black people in this promotion. <laughs> so fucking weird. Uh, anyway, I'm sure it won't. I'm sure it won't be that way. No, in the fuck ne- that. I'll go first. Since I'm sure it won't bullshit. be that way in the next match. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure it'll be. I'll go first. It won't be blacks versus blacks in the next match. Anyway, go ahead. Swerving our glory versus the acclaimed. I'm taking the black guys through the retainer titles. Oh my bad. It's all black guys. Um, I'll take Swerve with our glory to retain the titles. I'll go up to the acclaimed. I'm the acclaimed guys. I just don't think this is the. the if you did it. It would have to be Swerve flipping heel way too soon. I'll take their chance to retain. Who you got, Zach? I'm picking the acclaim just because I hate the name Swerve in Our Glory so much that I'm going to try to manifest that it ends. I am taking Swerve in Our Glory because I hate the team, the acclaim so much, and I hope that they squash them so bad that it ends. Uh, coming up, <laughs> coming up next. Wow. Coming up next, uh, Powerhouse Hobbs. Oh, he's an African American. I wonder if he he's probably fighting a white guy, right? No. <laughs> oh no, he's fighting Ricky Starks. It makes my bad. sense. My bad. It. my bad. This one uh, makes sense. Zach, uh, he's white got? passing. He's white passing. You wish. <laughs> uh, Zach, you're oh up. God. Uh, give me Hobbs. Yeah, this is a tough one. This is a it tough is one. Tough. Any thoughts on it? I think, uh, you know, Hobbs kind of his main personality is that he's a monster. He doesn't really have a whole lot of, um, you know, talking skill and stuff yet. He's working on it. So I think he just has to kind of continue to be a monster. And he doesn't get to continue that by losing. Uh, whereas Ricky can move on and, you know, talk his way into another feud, whatever. Um but that's why I think Hobbs is going to just kind of have to stay strong here. Uh, I'll go next. Uh, I also have Hobbs. Uh, the reason why is I think that Ricky Starks is a legit main eventer in the in the making. He rules, and I, I think a loss to Hobbs wouldn't matter for nothing because Hobbs probably has the factory behind him or some shit like that. I don't expect it to be clean, but I expect Hobbs to go over, and I expect Ricky Starks to be an even more mega babyface afterwards. I'm looking forward to this match, and I hope it's really good. I was going to hope you were going to talk me out of uh, picking out Powerhouse Hobbs. I really was. All that are makes we, sense. Are we, do we really think the same way this much? Because we pick a lot of the same shit, all three of us. I want to pick Ricky Starks. I really do. But I just don't think this is where it ends. The only way it doesn't end is because of some fuckery or... Fuckery is, is to me, is the only way I I don't see this Joker. So you're taking Hobbs? I'm taking Hobbs. I don't want to take Hobbs. I want to take Ricky Starks and then 
move him on to somewhere else. But right now, a lot of things in flux. Really interesting. That's really interesting to me. Uh, next up, we have the Elite versus TBD. So it's going to be Hangman Page with the Dark Order. <laughs> against we the just going to chalk them on over? <laughs> I mean, either way, this seems like a really lopsided no, final, right? No, fuck okay, that. I'm going first. My name, name the team that wins the semifinal match tomorrow night because obviously we're recording on Thursday. So you have to name the team that wins tomorrow night between Dark Order and Best Friends, and then that team faces the elite on Sunday night. I mean, what a bummer. Like, listen, I like John Silver. It's John Silver, Alex Reynolds, and Hangman Page. Is that right? Yes, sir. I mean, those are three fucking pretty fun workers. And so are Trent and Chuck and Orange. I just don't know. Is this punishment to Hangman Page for all this bullshit? Is is Hangman Page... He makes his comeback in a backstage segment with John Silver. Listen, I love John Silver. He can work, but th- th- it seems like Hangman Page. I'm taking the best friends. Two beer? I'm taking uh, Page in the Dark Order. I'm going to piggyback on two beer. When you have... Omega and the Bucks on the other side. It's going to be real hard to just. That's the thing. It's the the continuation of that story. Right. It's the it's the both of you guys are taking Dark Order. I'm going to take Dark Order in the sense that. Right. So that's going to be another point here. We're going to count it as another point because we don't know who's going to win. Okay. Now that being said, I'll go first on the title match itself Mm -hmm. at uh, All Out. Dark Order with Paige versus the Elite with Kenny Omega. A lot of storylines going around. It's real hard for me to pick against the Elite. I'm not going to do it. I'll take the Elite to win the inaugural AEW Trios Tag Team Trials. Zach, who you got? The Elite. The Elite. Like, they waited for Kenny Omega to come back. But they've had these belts made for months. Like, they could have done this any time. Like, they were waiting for Kenny. It's the they're going to establish They're going to establish these belts the way they usually establish inaugural belts with very strong champions. Okay, so all three of us have the elite. Uh, we have Christian Cage versus Jungle Jack Perry. He said he changed his name. He said, I'm not fighting this Jungle Boy. I'm fighting this Jungle Jack Perry. And I hope that is permanent because if he wants to be a main event player, his his name can't be Jungle Boy. Boy. Jungle Jack Perry is a great name, though. Like a great wrestling name. I was going to say Jack Perry is going to be good, too. you get to go first. I think this is Jungle Boy getting his uh, come up in here. Jungle Boy's not fighting in this match? (laughs) <laughs> oh, you mean Jungle Jack Perry? Oh, sorry, I didn't. I didn't know who you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's uh, it's Jungle Boy all the way. Uh, I am also going Jungle Jack Perry. He's got Zach will not put respect on that man's name. He is a full grown man. <laughs> is he? He's twenty five. Like, like, okay, he might look like Tarzan's like son. Twenty three. I'm taking Jungle Boy. 
JJP, Jungle Boy, Jack Perry. Actually, that should be his name, Jungle Boy Jack Perry. No, that, that's, that's that, even better. That's a little wordy. I was going to say Jack Stone Perry. Cold Steve Austin. What about what? John Jacob Jingleheimer? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't think about that, did you? Hunter Hearst Helmsley? Okay, Triple H. Okay, Stone Cold is totally different. I mean, he's no Jungle Jack Perry. It's who are you not taking? No Stone who are you Cold taking? Who are you taking? I was trying to delay this for as long as I could. Um, I really think that Luchasaurus is somewhere around here, right? Mm. Right? Yeah. Right? You taking Christian, Christian is coming in with the gimpy arm. Luchasaurus says run around here with black, and there's no payoff for it. I'm going to go with one of the swerves of the night. I'm going to take Christian with the assist from Luchasaurus. Love, love the pick. And then finally, so we picked 24 matches tonight, gentlemen. This is the big one. CM Punk versus John Moxley add all out for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, I think it's Zach's turn. Thank God. <laughs> you the AEW, Mark. You go first. I'm going to pick uh, CM Punk, and if you can just fall in a fart noise after that, uh, that would be cool. But uh, I think this is what the plan was all along, uh, you know, Chicago. Uh, I know that it's not what I want to happen. I think Moxley is just on an absolute tear, and uh, it is like if I'm wrong, I'll be very happy. How about let's just put it that way. Uh, but I understand business on both sides. CM Punk is their biggest star. He's like their biggest draw. Uh, but Mox is just doing the work of a lifetime, and I think it should be him, but I just don't see it happening. So I'm next. So you see how on fire John Moxley is with the unified belt, right? He came out and he cut an incredible promo. He's had the belt for a long time in AEW, and then he lost it for a while, and then he joined the Blackpool Combat Club, which was also cool. And the guy is fighting around the world in all sorts of different promotions. And he is that compelling as a champion, as a babyface champion, no less. Name me another babyface champion that's been this compelling since Daniel Bryan in WWE. It doesn't happen. Heels are compelling. Babyfaces aren't. And he is so fire. And that's why I'm picking CM Punk, because <laughs> John Moxley in this character in chase mode. I mean, we're talking Stone Cold level shit. We are talking people are going to get behind him if CM Punk turns mega heel on Sunday. And then John Moxley turns into babyface on a chase who is been wronged and is justified in the way that he's thinking about the way he's been wronged. I'm taking CM Punk and I'm rooting for CM Punk because I am rooting for the next three months of AEW Dynamite. Jason, who you got? Okay, so just quick sidebar for 30 seconds. You're saying that CM Punk wins and he goes make a heel, so I'm assuming that there's fuckery in this? Yes, or he, there's going, there's going so to be fuckery. So, so the only place... If CM Punk can turn Chicago against him, right, 
CM Punk can turn anybody against him. So I Who am. Who is the guy that assists him? MJF. I think he. I think he could just cheat without without outside interference. He could just realize that Moxley's got him, and he like cheats to win. He could do it either way. But listen, this is this is also kind of a hope pick because right. this might not be the way it plays out. But I'm really hoping that CM Punk tries to turn Chicago against him because of all the things he's done in his career, this that's one, one thing, thing he's thing never he tried. He's never even tried. And this would be the place to do it because John Moxley Oof. is such a mega face. I know I am. I'm talking some sense right now, right? You have me re, uh, kind of reevaluate my pick, but I, I'm gonna stick to my pick just because. <laughs> It'd be funny if Mox if Moxley just squashed CM Punk in like Again. 90 seconds. <laughs> it's like that God would be so damn. funny. <laughs> That's the main event. What's this popcorn shit? So you're taking Moxley? I'm gonna no. I'm gonna take uh, CM Punk on this. Oh, I thought you were gonna. Oh, okay, all right. Now you. I so wanted- we're all taking Punk. It's going to be hard for me to think that Punk loses at home, number one. Number two, I think this is probably the the, the direction they were going to go anyway. MJF is still looming. It's still looming. If there is a way, if you want to be cute, MJF helps Moxley win, and then you do another CM Punk Mox or MJF thing, which we already seen. But for me, the next step up, Punk, MJF title, move along. All right, let me ask you guys a question because we have now predicted twenty five matches, and that is just what we do. And you know what? There are fifty wrestlers on the AEW card, and you know who's not on it? Adam Cole. Sammy Guevara. It's like they have so many people. Okay. 14 quick, matches. Quick, quick sidebar for 30 seconds. I'm Thank sick you. of guys like Tamahiro Ishii taking spots away okay. from guys like okay. QT Marshall. So if there is a another Man. swerve. <laughs> yeah, right. If there's I was another gonna say, swerve. Is Zach not even going to giggle at that? <laughs> <laughs> if there's another swerve, that's where I think this, the the – I won't call it the biggest swerve, but if the Bucks and Kenny don't win the trios titles, I think that's where you see Adam Cole. Oh man, that would be sweet if he came in and just and, super and, kicked and just made Omega. sure they didn't win. Uh, yeah, man, did I, I know, just figure something out? No, well, because like Bobby Fish is not going to resign with AEW, so that's why Bobby Fish is not coming through that door. Okay. Malachi Black is not coming through that door. <laughs> we don't know that. Cody Rhodes is not, not coming, coming through, through that, that door. door. Okay. Uh, so in that scenario, that might be Zach, is all out AEW's WrestleMania? Because mm. people are talk. People keep talking about it like it's AEW's biggest show, and I it's just a, it's I either just, that or double or nothing. When we I, we talked about that. Before. I just I just think the four of them are all kind of equal. No way. There is no. I, I think I feel like uh, they're always phenomenal cards, but I feel like Revolution and Full Gear kind of take a backseat to Double or Nothing and All Out, right? Because um, of the holiday weekend and the established cities and like stuff like that. I think they're just treated with a little more like reverence. Um, Man, although, fair enough. I never even thought about it that way. This All Out does not seem. Uh, I mean, it's Punk and Moxley, but. 
you know, the rest of it, there's, there's like some good stuff on it, but and, and I, I'm sure it's going to be a good show, but it just does not seem. It, it doesn't. Uh, I, I it doesn't feel, feel like much. a loaded card that AEW has presented before. And I said it yeah. the other day, and I'll say it right now. It's not loaded like with a bunch of stars, Man. but I expect this card to deliver. There are a couple guarantees on this card, though, like Brian Danielson versus Jericho. Jericho. That's, yeah, that's a yep. guarantee. Yep. Uh, Pack versus Kip Sabian. That's a guarantee. Mm. FTR versus Motor City Machine Guns. That should that's be, a be guarantee. Jake Lethal was in that motherfucker. It should be good. I mean, the Elite versus TBD. Listen, should be good. I, I'm, with, I, I'm with Zach these days. The Young Bucks. The Young Bucks. They put shit on free television the most every single week. Tag team of all time. Most Ball. entertaining. But, Most entertaining. But what's more important than entertaining? Being the best. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> say that. You motherfucker. Don't fucking look at me like that. Oh, he, did, he did a little shake. <laughs> I just do a shake. I just, you know, did my little head, you know. Being the best, motherfucker. Hey, we got some birthdays this week. Molly Holly is 45. Oh, I need to do a retraction from last week. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't realize that Crash Holly had passed away. He ran me down in the fucking text thread about it. He passed away in 2003, apparently, which is damn near unbelievable. Did you know that? No, of course I didn't, you didn't know, know that. that. Zach, of course did I you didn't know, know that? that? Of course I didn't know that. All right. So if he died in 2003, he'd be an old man by now. He'd be older than Molly Holly. Molly Holly is 45 this week. Braun Strowman, the aforementioned. Back in WWE, Back baby. in WWE, he is 39 years old. The Barbarian. D- dude, really? We're going to look at me like this? I'm going to go with alive. Is he alive or dead? I'm going alive. Is he alive or dead? He's alive. Thank you. So. <laughs> All right. Zach ain't going to hook with this. He's bam, like, yeah, we're going alive. Bam Bam Bigelow is 61. Dead. <laughs> I know that, that poor fact. bastard. Sammy Callahan is 35. He's still alive. Definitely TJP. Alive. Definitely a lot. Uh, trick question. What belt does TJP have right now? The IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Ooh, with who? Uh, Akira. God um, damn, this guy is good. Yeah, hey, man, that's my wheelhouse. It's, it's New Japan, baby. I got you on that. The bunny is 35. Doesn't look a day of it. Uh, Karma, a.k.a. Awesome Kong, is 45. I'm going to get pregnant so I can get out this motherfucker. But she faked the pregnancy, right? That is such a wild story. Uh, Xavier Woods. The guy sucks. He's 36. Stop. That's why he blocked you on Twitter. He, st- he did block me on Twitter. That's why you he blocked loved- you on Twitter. I made fun of video games. He talked about Metroid, and I was like, yeah, dude, you're 30. And he blocked Metroid's me on Metroid's one of the best video games of all time. Anyway, he's, thir- he's 36. I hope he's doing well. Uh, <laughs> you don't. <laughs> <laughs> My wife is joining the conversation. What'd you ask? This is a wrestler who blocked you because you made fun of him for playing video games? I didn't, I, like, I asked him how the Metroid tasted or something like that. I, I don't know. Yeah, I was just messing around. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> the second version of Sin Cara, which is Hunico, is 45. He was not the first version of Sin Cara. Do Thank you remember God. who that was? Sin Cara. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. Your wife is. Oh, she's looking for a baddie. Dude, what the fuck? 
Hey everybody Wrap this shit up We know there's tons of podcasts to listen to So we appreciate you guys listening to our podcast For Aaron Nicole Veggie, my beautiful wife Jack For Millie the cat, for Xander the cat For Jack, Reba Jack. the dog, Jack. for Ed the May Pray for oh, her, she's teething, teething so bad For Zach Pullman and all of Zach's kids Who are apparently are in like college now Like I see pictures of them I'm like how old is this person No shit. For Jack. Vice for Jack. Murray the Merman Murray, for Jack. Patrick, for Jack. Shock City Studios, for Jack. Jason Cornelius Bell, I, I am Bill Vega, and never forget the boo that heals. Boo, bitch!